This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, August 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, two people died and six others were injured after four separate shootings in Philadelphia Tuesday evening. Police say four people were shot in West Philadelphia just before 5 p.m. at 60th and Ray Streets. He fired at a group of males sitting on a set of chairs at Philadelphia Police Captain John Walker. Authorities say four victims range in age from 33 to 60 years old. Police say a 55-year-old man was taken to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. A 33-year-old man and a 60-year-old man were injured but are expected to survive. The condition of the fourth victim, identified as a 33-year-old man, was not immediately known. Officials say the shooter was on foot and is likely from the area. At 4.30 in the afternoon, police say a man was shot in West Kensington on the 200 block of East uh, Wishart Street. He was placed in critical condition at an area hospital. Around 4.12, a 31-year-old man died after being shot multiple times in North Philadelphia. And just after 3.30, police say a 40-year-old man was shot in the foot in the 6600 block of Lebanon Avenue. He's expected to survive. Police say a 32-year-old man was shot multiple times on the 1100 block of Sydney Street at about 737. He was taken to an area hospital where he's listed in stable condition. No arrests have been made in connections with these shootings, so they're asking anyone who has information about any of them to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. Officials in Michigan are trying to identify an illness that killed dozens of dogs in the last month in the northern and central parts of the state's lower peninsula. The illness killed more than 20 dogs in Otsega County alone, usually within days of them presenting symptoms of diarrhea, uh, bloody diarrhea, vomiting, lethargy, and loss of appetite. More than 30 dogs died of similar symptoms this month in Michigan's Clare County, three counties to the south. Similar reports have been made around northern and central Michigan as well. Now, uh, people are saying there's symptoms uh, that are caused... those symptoms are caused uh, by something called canine parvovirus, known as parvo, a highly contagious virus that most often infects unvaccinated dogs and puppies younger than four months, according to the American Veterinarian Medical Association. But the affected dogs tested negative for parvo during initial screening uh, in those two counties, the animal control director said. Uh, but some of the first samples submitted to Michigan State University's uh, veterinarian diagnostic laboratory were positive for um, parvovirus, the lab and the state agricultural department said Monday. That's weird. Uh, there was something that happened around here. I want to say in like the 80s. <laughs> Somebody's just poisoning dogs. Really? And yeah, yeah. Okay. It was really, really weird. It happened uh, in Delaware County, but I don't know if it was happening anywhere else. So when, the second you started the story, I'm like, is somebody out there like killing dogs? There's some weirdos out there. It's crazy, yeah. 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 Um, so they're saying that the pe- the results for mis- from mis- Michigan State University are still pending. Dinosaur tracks from around 113 million years ago have been revealed at Dinosaur Valley State Park in Texas due to severe... <laughs> Severe drought conditions that dried up a river, the park said Monday in a statement. Most tracks that have been recently uncovered and discovered at different parts of the river in the park belong to Acrocanthosaurus. Uh, this was a dinosaur that could stand as an adult uh, at about 15 feet tall and wow. weighed close to seven tons, the park spokesperson they said. They said they could be over 130 years old, right? That yeah. was the, the misprint. There was a posting that said 113 years old. I was like, wow. Originally, yeah. that's what they put yeah. yesterday. Uh-huh. They yeah. corrected it, typo. Though. Yeah, yeah. My dad and I, we were we were traveling out west, and we were, I think we were in New Mexico or somewhere, and I saw a sign that said, you know, dinosaur tracks. I'm yes. Like, I'm like, I was a kid. I was in, like, eighth grade. I'm like, yeah, well, I want to see that. 
Well, they were pretty cool. It looked similar to the yeah uh, to the pictures we saw there. But my dad was convinced that they were fake. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doors. matter. Doors, yeah, man, somebody went out there and did that. The Sasquatch stuff is real, though. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely That's real. Huge. This summer's excessive drought caused a river in the park to dry out completely in most spots, revealing the tracks. More than 60% of Texas was experiencing drought last week uh, in two of the most intense categories. The state also recently experienced heat waves that pushed temperatures into the triple digits, leaving millions under excessive heat alerts. Under normal weather conditions, the dinosaur tracks found in the riverbed are under the water and filled with sediment, which makes them less visible. The newly discovered tracks are expected to be buried again as rain is in the forecast, but they say that's okay because it helps protect the tracks from natural weathering and erosion. In sports this morning. The Phils beat the Cincinnati Reds in a 7-6 walk-off win in the bottom of the ninth inning last night at the ballpark. Nick Maton's pinch hit single with one out in the ninth gave the Phils the win. The series continues tonight and Aaron Nola will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. In front of a sellout crowd in Lehigh Valley, Bryce Harper homer to right center field in his first at bat, then went opposite field for a three-run shot in the eighth inning for the Phils AAA team. <laughs> they sure did. Last night began his rehabilitation assignment from a broken left thumb. Harper was designated hitter and hit second in the lineup for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs for the start of a six-game series. Harper hasn't played since he broke his left thumb on June 25th. He's scheduled to play in Lehigh Valley through Saturday, but there is speculation that he may return to the Phil's lineup earlier than expected. And in NBA news, Kevin Durant is staying in Brooklyn, according to a statement from Nets general manager Sean Marks. They agreed to move forward with the partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Durant initially asked for a trade on June 30th and reiterated that desire earlier this month. He will remain in Brooklyn as the four-year $198 million extension he signed last year kicks in this season. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to Wednesday Action Packed. Lots of things taking place today. We'll begin with the fact that we do have a secret text word and on the heels of the Phil's victory, we have tickets to the game tonight. Uh-huh. Playing the Reds at 7.05 and it's Mummer's Night. Our good friend Jackie Bam Bam is going to be performing with the Fanatic on the field after the fifth inning. It's so very cool. So it's Jackie's I, element. I assume he's going to be in full regalia. Yeah, that's the word. I would think yeah. so. So uh, that's going to be tonight. So text the word secret to 39333. We will text a word back to you, and then we'll ask you to call in later on this morning. Imagine when you show a secret text word, and we'll also grab a random texter and give those tickets to I'm sorry, go no, ahead. No, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, the uh, you're dressed gaudier than the fanatic. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's uh, Very few people yeah. can pull that off. Right. Uh, we also have an announcement that we are going to make about a very cool thing, and I think we should maybe do it. At the end of the entertainment report. You yes, cool I that? like that idea. All right, yeah. so we will have that. We're going to roll that out. We also have joining us on the program. Well, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day, so we do that on Wednesdays. We also have joining us in the studio, Eric Bazilian and Rob Hyman of the Hooters. They are going to be performing uh, in Quakertown on the 26th, day after tomorrow, the 26th. And then on the 27th, they're going to be in Cape May. And then in early November, they're going to be pay- playing at the Keswick. So a series of shows in our area. Um, and we're having them in just to, to promote that and also... 
I had an observation about a song that has a connection to the Hooters, and I wanted to ask them about it. And I, it started off as just wanting to ask a question to uh, Rob Hyman, <laughs> and then Nick was like, "Well, they got these shows coming in. Let's get them in." I'm like, "All right, cool. So we'll uh, we'll have a Hooters." I chat. love that. It's right. been a while since we've had those. And aren't they things. unveiling their President Steve Rock opera today? They might yeah, very yeah, well yeah. be doing that. We'll see that. And then that's just the beginning because we also have Rob. McElhenney on the show of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because Welcome to Wrexham, the documentary premieres tonight. It's a two-episode series. I watched uh, a good portion of the first one. It's really good. So I watched all three, okay. and the third one ends on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, ah! but it's amazing. It really is really good, and yep. it's it's live Ted Lasso. Yes. It's amazing. So that's uh, premiering tonight on FX and yeah. then streaming on Hulu. And uh, it's really cool, very impressive. And uh, Rob just loves Philadelphia, and he oh lets it shine in that, man. Yeah, we, so. there's a whole bunch to talk to him about because he actually sh- goes back to his uh, the home he was raised in. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, and you know what? As we are getting ready to take a break, I'm going to do a rare super-duper early morning giveaway. What? Uh, we spoke to Paul Reiser yesterday, and we had some tickets, and I want to give away a pair right ah. now. He's going to be playing at the Keswick Theater on November 11th, and tickets are on sale now via AXS.com, and it's him doing stand-up. He's fantastic. He's, he's great. great. He's such a nice guy, and he's very, very funny. And we'll take caller number 18 right now at 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you those passes just for hanging out with us. We're going to take a break, come back, and give some more stuff away and roll out that entertainment report as well and have the announcement at the end of it. Oh, you just can't stop us. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, On the web. Preston and Steve Duck. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can answer this question correctly. What ingredient is added to make black pasta? Actually, turns it that color. Hmm. Let's see if you know what that is. I didn't is. even know that existed. 215-263-WMMR. What ingredient is added to make pasta turn black? If you've had black pasta before, this is what they use. Call now if you know. We'll go through some birthdays today. Uh, Wednesday, August 24th, and a list of very interesting and diverse birthdays today. Uh, We'll start with uh, superstar Dave Chappelle. Yes. As his birthday. He turns 49 years old today, so he's on the cusp of 50. He just did something where he purchased a whole bunch of land in the town he lives in to keep it from being overdeveloped. No kidding. Yes. And uh, the town was ecstatic with him. Good for him. For doing so. Nice. Well, he's just on top of the world, man. So uh, happy 49th to Dave Chappelle. Uh, former talk show host Craig Kilborn, and a big birthday for him today. He is 60 years old. We had him in the studio, had always heard that he could be um, irascible and difficult. He was great. He was fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a he's got a standoffish yes. attribute about him. Right. I just think that's the way he's wired. Yeah. I don't think it's meant as a slight. 
Right. He was uh, he was fair to yeah and cool to all of us. Uh, Marley Maitland's birthday is today. Um, now, of course, she won uh, Best Actress Oscar in 1987 for Children of a Lesser God, but they hit it out of the park recently Coda. with Coda. So good. Yes. <laughs> if you've been if you've been putting it off and not taking the time to just sit down. It is a movie that will make you feel great. Your your heart will yeah. thank you for watching yeah, yeah. that. It, it's crazy because my my <clears throat> oldest daughter who loves <clears throat> music and singing and and all that stuff, she didn't watch it, and I kept telling her, "I'm like, you gotta watch, watch it. it, you gotta yeah, watch it." Yeah. But like, I mean, it's it's all it's like a, straight up in her wheelhouse. Not to mention that the main like boy lead is in this movie called Sing Street that she absolutely loves. Right. So finally, I made her watch it like two three weeks ago. She loved it. Of course. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just listen to me? By the the Rochelle just got the connection the other day. So CODA stands for uh, Children of Adult, or wait, Children of Deaf, Deaf adults. adults. And I was talking about this and that, and we were, this is a completely separate conversation, and we were, there was a song that was on, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the CODA at the end. It repeats, you know? Right. And yeah. she's like, CODA? She's like, <gasps> oh, it's a musical term. Yeah, she had completely yeah. forgotten uh-huh. about it, and she put it all together. And so then it's... you didn't even bring up Wilson. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's too smart for that. She already knows that. Uh, I'm sure she. Uh, so Marley Maitland, fantastic. She's 57 years old today. Uh, Anne Archer, the actress uh, from films like uh, Fatal Attraction. She was the wife. Yes. In that. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very uh, elegant woman. Mm-hmm. I think, and uh, she's had her share. She's always um, a reliable go-to. She was in um, the Jack Ryan movies as yeah, well. Yeah, Patriot Games and yeah. Claire and Present Danger. Yeah, she's 75 today. Uh, Vince McMahon's birthday is today. The WWE owner. He just said, well, he says he walked away from the WWE. He retired from it. And that his daughter is running it. Um, my He's facing some is, kind of legal things or something. I haven't really been paying attention. Sexual, nothing. Oh, like, like, no misconduct. Not, he was just banging some chick, and then he paid her hush money. And right? that was basically it. Yeah, yeah right. but I mean, I think he's still running it. He's just running it circuitously. You right. Know? Uh, he's seventy-seven today. Uh, Nick's buddies, Cal Ripken Jr. Hey, has his birthday today. He is uh, sixty-two years old. Uh, holds the record of uh, two thousand six hundred and thirty-two consecutive games. I mean, that's five hundred more. Downing than uh, than Garrick. When he broke yeah. the record, he just kept going for five hundred more games. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, he's sixty-two today. Uh, Steve Gutenberg. Hey. <laughs> Police Academy. The Elf, what I call a junk food movie. Yeah. They're just great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was it the... Uh... Who did I play this for accidentally, Steve? Oh, remember? We were great. introducing someone and yeah, this came on. <laughs> and by the way, this is the theme for the Blue Oyster yeah, Bar. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a leather... Uh, gay bar, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, so this is the music that they would play <laughs> when they would go to that bar. Uh, but other films like Cocoon and Short Circuit. And Diner and with Diner. Uh, Paul Reiser. Correct. Yeah. He's uh, 64 today. Uh, Stephen Fry, uh, the actor who's been in uh, films like Gosford Park and V for Vendetta. Uh, he is 65 years old. You know what? He gives great uh, lectures, and he's done a few TED Talks, and he's very, very smart, very uh, interesting. Correct. Um, I wonder if he's still in town. Probably not right now, but it's Rupert Grint's birthday today. I wish he was in town. Uh, not only the Harry Potter films, obviously, but uh, Servant from uh, 
the, the world of uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Are you caught up? Shot right here in Philadelphia. No, I have to oh, watch that last season. Yes. Yeah. It was really cool. Was wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very good. A lot of catch-up things for me that I have not done yet. It's good. It's, it's worth it. Okay. You know, like sometimes where you're like, all right, what's going on here? I mean, still what's going on here, but the last scene of the this last season, I was like, oh, no. Okay. And, and it right. really started to snowball. All right. Yeah. yeah. And he's so great in it. He is he's so really good. wonderful in this show. Top-level American accent. Yeah. And kind of like, but like, sometimes I look and I'm like, you're just gross. What are you doing? So he's 34. By the way, his people, I reached out to them and they said, uh, no, he's not available. Oh, <laughs> of course. Of course. That's the kind of respect we've earned in this town. <laughs> after blatant. You know, when we were... Brought into the radio hall of uh, fame, national. That uh, get on the yeah. phone and we can be ignored by everyone now. Yeah, I'd like to talk to him. Yeah. He's thirty four. And then the last birthday, he's in a little bit of trouble this year. Uh, but to David Keckner. Sky rockets in flight. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's had a little problem with the booze and driving. He's coming and... to town though soon. Yeah, he's doing like uh, either Punchline or Helium, one of those two clubs. Well, so. if you want to reclaim your career, yeah. it's like appearing on the cover of People magazine. You come right. to our show, yeah. we'll rehabilitate. Kathy will step in and do her rehabilitation career-wise. <laughs> yeah, I could I Absolutely. Could you could. Yeah. We got to get him in here. Uh, he is 60 years old today, so happy birthday. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the super question. What ingredient is added to make... Uh, pasta turned black. 215-263-WMMR, our number. And we are going to go to, let's see, it is uh, Jeannie. I believe Jeannie or Jean? Hi. Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Jeannie. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. So what do they add to pasta to turn it black? Squid ink. Yeah, that's correct. Really? Yeah. I did not know. At first time, I didn't know it existed, but that's why. You find it sometimes. Uh, Jeannie, hang on. We are going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And if you're in the mood for seafood, Bonefish Grill's got you covered with new summer specials like shrimp rangoon dip and pineapple glazed shrimp pair. Perfectly with a zesty key lime cake for dessert. And you can visit bonefishgrill.com for the details. So... More coming out about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's wedding. Uh, she wore not one but three different wedding gowns. They must have been hot wearing all those. No, she wore them one at a time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she did are, you, are you working out? <laughs> you look uh, jacked. So in her On the J-Lo <laughs> newsletter sent out Tuesday... <laughs> Uh, the actress shared photos of the dresses and their designs. She walked down the aisle in a custom Ralph Lauren gown that had over 1,000 handkerchiefs attached to it. <laughs> like snot rags? To give it a ruffled look and to make an ethereal version of Ralph Lauren's classic turtleneck column dress. God. And she also wore a cathedral-length veil. Uh, later, the Hustlers actress changed into a chandelier pearl gown with... A real uh, chandelier attack. Swarovski crystal detailing that was hand-embroidered by 30 artisans. Oh, I want to see that one. That one was probably the best one. We have 30 artisans yes. coming in. I wonder what that one weighed. I mean, uh, yeah. seriously, like well, that it, many crystals on there? You, you combine get... the crystals, Nick, and the blood of the people who are whipped <laughs> while they're <laughs> sewing it together, <laughs> the, the dried blood. I'm sure. sure it's very... But you're right. Yeah, all those crystals must have been a lot. Uh, her third Ralph Lauren gown featured a mermaid silhouette, a keyhole neckline, and a removable hood. So, 
it's obviously she's the ultimate model for this stuff. She looks great. Oh, wow. And they yeah. showed her in a couple of these gowns and she looked which one was I rocking it. your the world? The second one, I knew it. I knew I was going to the one you want, Kathy, the chandelier marriage? Yeah, the the chandelier. I knew that was going to be the best one. Did you go to onthejlo.com to find <laughs> Oh this? no, I didn't. I, <laughs> on the JLo is the site to go to. Huh? Yes, uh, that's her website on the jlo.com. Yes. So yeah. Kathy, when you renew your vows, will you have your ceremony in here and we'll get you that gown? <laughs> Thanks. Since you were proposed to on our show. So that's right. She wrote in her newsletter the dresses were dreamy. Thank you, Ralph Lauren. I will be yeah, sharing no problem. a few more pics and delicious details. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. Yeah, no problem. And, to do it. And on our big day coming very soon on the J-Lo, she said. On the J-Lo. Uh, by the way, our friend Kevin Smith was there, and apparently he teared up big time uh, during the, quote, overwhelmingly emotional weekend wedding. He said, F, was it one of the most beautiful events I've ever been present for in my life? He said, I can't share details because it would be theirs to share. And he said, I'm a crier. I cry all the time. He seems like a sensitive guy. He said, I cry watching episodes of The Flash. He does. <laughs> yeah. He does. In fact, one of the great choices to watch him react emotionally, uh-huh. he was doing it a lot more for a while, but he would get these, you'd see him all the time. For Endgame, yeah. when that came out, he, he they well, had video of him watching it and weeping. There was also uh, one of the Stan Lee uh, cameos in those movies. He yeah. was reading the script for Mallrats. Yes, that's right. Yeah, And uh, that one got him. Uh, he said, but I bawled throughout because it was so goddamn beautiful, <laughs> so beautiful. So Kevin was brought to tears. Uh, Wendy Williams' son, Kevin Hunter Jr., has been accused of allegedly charging $100,000 to her credit card before her bank accounts were frozen. Do you remember when you would charge a couple hundred grand on you your know, parents' credit card? Yeah. And they'd get furious. You were taking a little bit of a risk. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you got to live. What's this $200,000? Sorry. Uh, Kevin charged thousands of dollars to his mother's personal American Express card. His activity allegedly factored into Wells Fargo's decision to freeze Williams' accounts. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, Kevin was denied has denied any wrong. Who bought a yacht? Uh, he said, I vehemently denied. <laughs> Deny any allegations of unauthorized use of my mother's American Express card. This is false narrative perpetuated to justify freezing her accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, as previously reported, uh, Wells Fargo froze her accounts based on suspicions of financial exploitation, dementia, or undue influence. When's her podcast starting up? That's her next venture, yeah. right? Yeah, I she's going to have full ownership. She's talking about all that? I do not know. Hey, Soon. this happened and we didn't even know about it. Angelina Jolie and her youngest daughter, Vivienne, uh, seem to be bonding over theater. They took in a Philadelphia Dear Evan Hansen performance. Didn't even know that, right? They were in and out. The 47-year-old actress posed with star Anthony Norman backstage after taking in the performance with the snaps posted on the Dear Evan Hansen Instagram. Sources also told people that uh, the star took her 14-year-old daughter to the Philadelphia show just to see it again since Vivienne loved the show so much when they saw it in Los Angeles. I'm surprised she wouldn't contact us to come on the show. And Insider added they were lovely and gracious, and they gushed about Anthony Norman's performance as Evan. Uh, Jolene was wearing an elegant black dress with oversized black sunglasses and a black Yves Saint Laurent purse slung from her shoulder. You know, if, if I saw her in public, I don't think I'd recognize her. You know, she's one of those people, like, she's stunningly gorgeous, obviously. Casey world Pastor. famous, but, like, I, I, if she walked past me on the street... 
I don't think I would know that it was Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah I walked is past that the case? Yeah, you I, in an airport? Yeah, at the yeah. Uh, Atlanta airport. I was uh, on a layover. And did, did it sink in after you passed her? As we were passing, wow. we locked eyes, huh. and I just said, I go, oh, my God. Yeah. And she smiled at me, and that was that. But I think you're right, Nick. When you take somebody out of context, yeah. you're not like, there's no way. <laughs> that, that, that can't be Angelina Jolie. Dude, she smiled at you? Yeah. She smiled at me, yeah. Did that make you feel kind it of It made me awesome? feel great, because it wasn't like... I have to tell you, I'm so wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's see that one. I yeah. a man in Crocs. Oh, uh, I love a man in Crocs. This is before Crocs. I was definitely wearing Birkenstocks. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I could just tell your feet. He's a fish fan. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this outing, okay, they were backstage. They were backstage at the Forest Theater over the weekend. Man, wow. okay, it was over the weekend, so I wouldn't have gone to that one. But uh, I've been wanting to go to one of the performances. I knew that they were in town. I love the musical. I think it's great. I have not seen it on stage, but I've watched the uh, the much reviled movie version, which I think is very good. I enjoy it. Yeah, it is good. Uh, so the outing came just a month after Angelina was spotted in Rome with her 16-year-old daughter Shiloh at a Moniskin concert in July. Cool. She also headed to Atlanta earlier this month to drop off her 17-year-old daughter Zahara at Spelman College, and she was seen oh. she was seen doing the electric slide with other <laughs> Spelman College no students way. and parents we while she was. We have there. the music here. We could do the we electric could slide. Do, we could do that. I mean, I. I do it terribly. I don't yeah. know the steps, but I can learn it for her. We'll do Mambo number five instead. Uh, she also shared a photo of Zahara with some of her new classmates with a heartfelt caption as well. So she was in town, man. It's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, Danielle Fischel. Yes. Uh, from Topanga, right? Yes. Boy Meets World. Uh, she detailed a disturbing experience she had when she was 12 years old on this week's episode of Pod Meets World, a podcast that she hosts with the former co-stars Ryder Strong and Will Friedel. In response to a fan's question about Boy Meets World stars receiving fan mail, she said, when we first started getting fan mail, I also, I also read them all and responded to them all. I got a letter in 93 from a young girl, and she included pictures of herself in it, and she was in gymnastics, and she said... She wrote me this handwritten letter that she was a fan. I wrote her back, and she sent me another letter, and we started this correspondence back and forth, and I felt very close to her. And one of the things she talked about regularly was that both of her parents died when she was young, and she lived with her older brother. Well, it turned out that girl never existed, and that this was Fischel's first stalker experience. Wow. She said the man behind the letter started showing up at my school and telling people he was there to pick me up. Uh, She didn't elaborate on how the situation ended, but that's pretty disturbing for a 12-year-old. Just the other day, that happened to me. A guy came to pick me up at school. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Stranger danger. Yeah. At that point, Steve, that's what you have to yell. Wow. Okay. Uh, On the debut episode of her Archetypes podcast released on Tuesday, Meghan Markle talked with Serena Williams about ambition and being a mother. And the Duchess of Sussex revealed that during her visit to Africa with Prince Harry in 2019, a fire broke out in their son Archie's nursery. She said, when we went to our uh, South Africa tour, we landed with Archie. Archie was, what, four and a half months old. At the moment we landed, we had to drop him off at this housing unit that they had uh, staying in. Uh, he was going to be get ready to go down for his nap. We immediately went to an official engagement in this township, and there was a moment where I was standing on a tree stump, and I'm giving a speech to women and girls, and we finished the engagement. We get into the car, and they say, there's been a fire at the residence. Wait, there's been a fire in the baby's room? What? 
Luckily, their amazing nanny decided to bring Archie downstairs with her while she made a snack. And she said, we loved that she would always tie him on her back with a mud cloth. Mm-hmm. And her instinct was like, let me just bring him before I put him down. And on the time that she went downstairs, the heater in the nursery caught on fire. There was no smoke detector. And someone happened to just smell smoke down the hallway and went in and the fire uh, and extinguished the fire. She sort of blames herself because there was a mobile over the um, the crib. Uh, it was made with road flares. Oh, yeah. that's a yeah, you don't, And that's dangerous. You don't do that. Uh, so her and Serena are on this uh, podcast together. Uh, Anne Heche's death certificate shows that uh, she was cremated on Thursday and she will be buried at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. A statement written on behalf of her 20-year-old son, Homer, reads, My brother Atlas and I want to thank Tyler, Noel, and all the amazing people at Hollywood Forever for their kindness, compassion, and generosity of spirit. Is that forever or the number four ever? No, it's forever. Okay. Uh, We are convinced our mom would love the site that we have chosen for her. It's beautiful, serene, and she will be among her Hollywood peers. The statement continues saying, most importantly, Hollywood Forever is a living place where people attend movies and concerts and other events. I like that. Uh, She was our mom, but the kindness and the outpouring of the past few days reminded us that she also belongs to her fans, to the entertainment community, and now to the agents. I love that there's activities. I I like to go play pickleball at cemeteries. In cemeteries. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Use the headstones as (laughs) obstacles? absolutely. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Hey, this is a... uh, It's a terrible story with a, with a good um, ending to it. Uh, a kid by the name of Quaden Bales, who is an indigenous Australian boy who won the support of celebrities and well-wishers around the globe after being bullied because of his disability, right. has now landed a role in the new Mad Max movie. Cool. Yeah, so there was a... There the was one a, with uh, Chris Hemsworth. There was a video of him, and he's telling his... It's just horrible. It's heartbreaking. Uh, telling his mom that he was being bullied, and he's like, can you give me a knife so I can kill myself? And right, right. It was, I remember yeah. it was horrible. Horrible. And she's like, this is just, she couldn't believe it. Well, <clears throat> now Oscar-winning director George Miller has cast the 11-year-old in a small role in the movie Furiosa, the prequel to the uh, Mad Max Fury Road film. Uh, Miller revealed, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, that he was moved by, uh, to put Bales on the big screen after watching the distressing video of his mother uh, that she shared of him in February 2020. Uh, he was born with a type of dwarfism and is already scheduled to appear alongside Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton in Miller's next film, 3,000 Years of Longing. The kid's adorable. Yeah. And uh, in the 2020 viral clip, he was shown crying uncontrollably, like I said. The video caught the attention of celebrities, including Hugh Jackman, who posted a video message on Twitter telling Bales, no matter what, you've got a friend in me. Quaden, you are stronger than you know, mate. Everyone, let's just be kind to each other, okay? Bullying is not all right, period. So that's cool. He's going to be in the film. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this. Uh, it was a story that came out yesterday, but I'll mention it. Uh, some of Hollywood's biggest celebrities are accused of using too much water while the rest are trying to conserve. Yes. But water resource officials say it's not just the stars who are using more than their share. Thousands are being warned about using too much water. Uh, but there's some of the biggest names in Hollywood. Sylvester Stallone. Right. Yep. Kevin Hart. Kim and Courtney Kardashian. Uh, they've also apparently... Steven Spielberg. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, they've also apparently some of the biggest wa- water wasters in Hidden Hills neighborhood of Calabasas. Uh, the stars, along with some other 1,600 customers, have surpassed a 150% of their monthly water budgets uh, at least four times. I have to water my hydrangea. And some of them are really overdoing it. And uh, The Los Angeles Municipal Water District uh, representative, Michael McNutt, 
<laughs> Come on, man. Michael McNutt. They're in line to get a flow restriction device put on their water meters in order to limit how much water they're continuing to use. That's according to McNutt, by McNutt, the way. McNutt, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it was uh, Dwayne Wade and... Um, Gabrielle Union yeah. are the ones that are the... The worst? The worst, yeah. Wow, they're man. Like, they're like, I, I want to say like 1,400 times more than the amount they're supposed to be using. Well, that's the big thing is that these celebrities have these manicured, you yes. know, and, uh, and, yep. and large estates, and so these things are running. Yep. I wonder, so I know the fines are pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah, they are, actually. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I thought... They just I, paid the fine. Yeah. I, I thought I had that info here, but they're, they're all saying that they're going to... They're gonna, Tamper, you know, tamper down, and yeah, and my flowers down. look good. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, in, in the show Hacks, there's there are there's like water police. Yes, there are, and that's you know part of one of the characters in that is is the water cop because she's got you know this yeah. lush lawn in the desert. But coming back from Vietnam, your petunias are all. Oh, yeah. oh, oh look at Brad, everybody! Look at your flower garden; it stinks. <laughs> You're better than that. You got grubs. You got grubs. I hate them. I'm coming for you. <laughs> The greatest stinks. Grubby bubbies. Chinch bugs. Manganese, maybe. A lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, they're going to... Kudzu. The... <laughs> Kudzu. All right. Uh, let's see what else. I have a lot of stuff, but not time for all of it. How about... Um... Ripping the pages oh. of today's headlines. Yeah. How about this one? Uh, Paul Rudd. Has joined the cast of Only Murders in the Building. Love this. How about that? Yeah. Uh, the actor will star in the show's third season after making a cameo as Broadway star Ben Glenroy in season in the season two finale called I Know Who Did It. Uh, it's not known whether he will appear as a series regular, recurring, or guest capacity, but he will be in the third season. So what I love about the second season, and Nick, I know you're watching. We're, we're up to... Uh, I haven't watched the finale yet. Though. Neither have I. Okay. Oh, uh, so, uh, no, it's no problem. But um, it is more, uh, I say it's more Agatha Christie-esque. There's more, uh, there's more at stake in season two, Preston. So a little, the first season was a little bit lighter, but fun. Okay. A nice murder thing. Uh, but two got gets a little more. Uh, wow, they're they're bigger ramifications. Yeah, I mean, it's you're you're solving a mystery along yeah. with it. It's a murder mystery, and uh, it's my favorite show on on TV right now. I uh, yeah, I didn't know that Paul Rudd was in the finale, uh, but it's cool that he's coming in next year. And um, but Steve, I have a serious question yeah. for you. Do you think that Selena Gomez is a good actress? I was just having this conversation with my wife. I'm glad wife. you're bringing that up because I watched the first few episodes. I don't dislike her. I think she's kind of flat. I think so too. I, I, she's a likable person. Yeah. I think that she's obviously she's enormously attractive, uh, and she holds her own certainly with Steve Martin and Martin but her, Short. And her personality is kind of yeah. like this. Well, I'll tell you what, just kind of like this. They write when they write to that. Yeah. Like in season two, that kind of delivery where yes. she's she's taking on a really obnoxious. A detective, yeah. uh, then it works. Okay. So I, I wouldn't say she has a lot of range, but when she's in her zone, she's good. Okay. When, yeah, they, she's not write, partic- when they write to her dullness. <laughs> yes, <good>. exactly. <laughs> she's not particularly yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's a great show. By the way, Rudd's new role uh, reunites him with Selena Gomez. The two starred together in Netflix's 2016 film, The Fundamentals of Caring. And I don't really know that movie, so I can't really comment. What I say about that. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Garfield has said that he starved himself of sex and food for his role in the film Silence as he defended method acting. 
Uh, method acting has been used by actors including uh, Jared Leto, Jeremy Strong. Selena Gomez. Uh, Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew is on board for this now. But he said that there are plenty of misconceptions about it. He played uh, Sebastião Rodriguez, a role based on a real-life Jesuit priest. Oh, yeah. In Martin Scorsese's uh, 2016 film. He was excellent. Uh, said that he was celibate for six months and also fasted. He said, it was very cool, man. I had some pretty wild, trippy experiences from starving myself of sex and food for that period of time. And he said, there have been a lot of misconceptions about what method acting is, I think. It's an intense movie. Did you did you see it? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, he said, people are still acting in that way, and it's not about being an a-hole to everyone on set. He said that it's about being able to drop it when you need to, and staying in it when you need to, and crucially, still being kind of considerate to everyone else on set. So he said he's saying there's a there's a sweet spot because if you're going to be a method actor and you're going to stay in character all the right. time, you still have to be cordial when you need to be. So to Daniel Day Lewis is a was method acting for Lincoln and stayed in the role as Lincoln all the time. Uh, and you know, and that's it's unfortunately Lincoln was a nice guy. Yeah, so, you know yeah, what I mean. It, it but sometimes these guys. We'll take on these characters that are nasty yeah, 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 yeah. and stay in it. Did he do that when he was Bill the Butcher? I, I yeah, that good I don't question. Know. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably. Uh, method acting, by the way, is a practice that was introduced by Russian actor and director Konstantin Stanislavsky. Yeah, the Stanislavsky method, they call it. In the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, whereby performers seek to put themselves entirely in the shoes of emotional experiences of their character in order to find their true feelings and motivation. So it's been around that long. A lot of other uh, method actors would include Dustin Hoffman and, and Pacino and a lot of them. Robert got, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Marlon Brando. Yeah. It says here Stephen Selena Queen, Gomez. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Does too. Uh, Julia Roberts recently said she found the idea exhausting, though. and She doesn't really want to try it. She said, I mean, I admire people who do that. It looks exhausting to me. And secretly, I think, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be that intense. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, she <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have it. Uh, Steve, you'll be happy to hear this. A script update for The Batman 2 mm-hmm. uh, has been given following the announcement of co-writer and director Matt Reeves' deal with Warner Brothers. Excellent. Um, so it's still got a ways to go. Yes, but, it's gonna, look, look at how long this one took. But this is a good sign. After many live-action reboots of the comic book hero and DC stiff competition in the MCU... Uh, Matt Reeves faced an uphill battle with uh, 2022's The Batman, but despite those factors, the film managed to set itself apart from fan-favorite trilogy The Dark Knight and Marvel's solo hero films by channeling a noir detective style that worked in the film's favor. You finally got to see it, right? I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It excellent. Yeah. Uh, though The Batman was a hit, the future isn't set in stone for a sequel, despite Warner Brothers' announcement back in April. In fact, uh, the sequel film The Batman 2 is yet to be greenlit by Warner Brothers, uh, since it's listed as in development. But this news uh, is especially concerning given the recent tumult when it comes to DC films and TV-verse, such as the sudden cancellation of Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, a promising script update might bring those hoping to see Pattinson return to Reeves' vision of uh, Gotham as some relief. So They're going to have to. They it, have it to. did really well at the yeah. box office. Yeah. It got great critical response. And uh, keep that going. It's funny, though. What happens is you end up running... See, Marvel did the brilliant thing. Everything was running within the same universe. Mm-hmm. But now <laughs> DC is sort of split up and they have different scenarios, different timelines. Like yeah. 
the Rob Pattinson, the Batman world won't well welcome Aquaman. It, right. It's too no. realistic. Yeah, you got three Batman right. going right now, right? Well, there's going to be and, and then the Michael Keaton too. Affleck, Keaton, yeah. There's going to be a, and even more. It's, they're just adding on a, a whole bunch. And how many different Jokers are out there right now? Uh, well, they're now they're doing the Joaquin Phoenix are doing the sequel to Joker, yeah. and uh, Lady Gaga is playing Harley Quinn. And they right. hinted at a Joker at the end of the Batman. Yes. Now the word is that while oh, people right. are thinking. Yeah. They were going to have the Joker be the nemesis in the se- in the sequel to the Batman. Mm-hmm. That more than likely will not be the case. And you what have a Suicide Squad Batman yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Leto. Yeah. Leto. yeah, and then also the Joker from Full Metal Jacket. Yep, which is complete departure. completely different. Totally different. Different superhero. Yeah. Joker's yeah. Wild. Yeah, yeah. The game show from the eighties. Yeah, right. that's right. And a triple. <laughs> okay, let's do the clips now. <laughs> uh, Joker. Uh, everything I know about love is a cringeworthy celebration of being a 20-something and all the chaos that comes along with it. In this clip, Emma Appleton explains her reality as a young adult. It kind of sucked. Like, I did not have a good time in my early 20s. I feel like I'm getting to relive it now um, through Maggie as well, which was really, really fun because I didn't get to do the house share thing when I was younger. Like, I've only just lived with one of my mates in my like late 20s. So I feel like I've... Regressed slightly, but I'm enjoying it more now. I'm 30. Shut the f up! 30. Is it Appleton or Appleton? That's Appleton. Oh, Appleton. Appleton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, everything I know about love premieres on Peacock tomorrow. Here's the next clip. To most, House of Ho. Maybe just another reality TV series. However, in this clip, star Judy Ho describes. Oh. How the success of the show is bettering the Houston community. I mean, I think the popularity has been great. We've been really well-received, especially around Houston. Um, Lots of people recognize us. Where I'm at the grocery store and I'm like, crap, I don't have makeup on. You know, (laughs) like pictures. I'm like, oh, gosh. Um, But, you know, I think it came at a good time where we needed cultural diversity in the world. And it was a lot of spotlight on, like, respect and each other's cultures. So I think the show... Really showcase like our Vietnamese culture. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. I, I don't know. What <laughs> this is live action, crazy rich Asians. Okay, so that's it's a reality show. Not live action. It's a reality show, uh, keying off that kind of lifestyle. Okay, uh, House of Ho <clears throat> will be on HBO Max tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so if there you want to miss that, that's how you avoid it. That is what I have in the entertainment report for you now. We have an announcement. Ooh! Yeah, this is pretty cool, man. We're excited about this. Uh, I'm going to explain what it is, and then I will tell you the details of it. It is the return of the Preston Steve Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts, and it is the Always Sunny in Philadelphia version. All right, if you're not familiar... I've only done it a couple times where we've taken a big subject... That some people claim to be an expert on. They think they know everything about it. And in the the past, we've done uh, the Harry Potter universe. We did the Rocky franchise. And I think that's it. We did Marvel. Marvel, We did the Marvel universe. Okay, so we took people who felt that they were qualified to be a self-proclaimed expert, and we had them battle it out against each other for a great prize. And we had great participants. We did. So now... We are doing it with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I'll tell you how you can get signed up for this. And we're going to do this next week, by the way. Uh, but up for grabs, the prize 
is a meet and greet and VIP tickets for the Always Sunny podcast live Monday, September 19th at the Met in Philadelphia. I mean, come on. And you get like the full hookup. When full we say, VIP. When we say VIP, you get uh, you get this really cool setup and you get to meet the crew and it's going to be awesome. I, is, there, I think, is there a parking consideration? I mean, even? I would do it for like, the parking alone, everything. okay? Yeah, <laughs> well, like I, should, yeah. I need to get the details from Eric because I think it comes with... Um, with a bar. Yes, it does, I believe. And uh, parking oh, and uh, great seats. I don't know about a hand job. Uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, I think I, I want to get the details from that. But it's the full VIP hook. Oh, it, it's going to be awesome. So here's what you need to go, do. You go to PrestonandSteve.com to enter. And all you have to do is tell us why you think you know the gang better than anyone else in Philadelphia. You just need to convince us that you're an expert. You and know. then we'll get you in here, and then then you got to put your money where your mouth is because yes. we're going to do a trivia competition against you. It's going to be two people facing off against each other, and when the point totals are done, we have one winner. So you need to know your stuff. It's not just the basic stuff. You need to know a couple levels in if you really want to compete because oh, yeah. when people step up to this sort of thing, they know everything. Yep. And by the way, uh, both Always Sunny podcast live shows are were sold out, but a limited number of seats have now been released for both shows. Information at WMMR.com. So we are going to do the face-off competition on September 1st. What day of the week is that? Thursday. Thursday. So next, next Thursday. Thursday, the deadline to enter is Monday at 10 a.m. So all right. This starts now, and it's all set up and ready to go. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com. You can go to WMMR.com. You'll find both of the uh, uh, the in- entry entry information there. Uh, but we're excited about this. And we're going to have Rob on later this morning. When you think about a show that is quoted where people, there, there's, a, there's a second language. There's an it's always sunny language that people, they can immediately tell what you're referencing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That inside, you know, like movie Tourette's, there's it's always sunny Tourette's. Well, yeah. every single episode has a title to it. Yes. You know, the gang does this or the gang does that. Right. And, like, and people will tell you, like, I, I you know... I was on a, a a tour in southwestern United States, and our tour guide was a Mormon from Utah, and he is the hugest fan. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you, and I told him that you guys were in, you know, a few episodes, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's the, the gang does this episode. Yeah. And, you know, so people are uh, yeah. rabid. So let's see what you know. Get in touch with us through uh, the website, through com, and uh, we will select two people to join us next Thursday uh, to be here in the studio to face off against each other, and uh, you will be headed in VIP fashion uh, to not only see the live uh, Sunny podcast, but also meet uh, the crew and get <laughs> VIP hookups. So Very cool. Pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah, and we will talk to Rob uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, his his uh, documentary, Welcome to Wrexham, excuse me, premieres tonight on uh, FX at 10 o'clock, uh, streaming on Hulu uh, starting tomorrow, I believe. Uh, so we'll talk to Rob a little bit later on today. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us because we got more guests and more things to get into. We want you to be a part of it. We'll be right back. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want the latest rock news or Sarah's Rock Breakdown to show up top on your app feed, easy. Need to stay current on everything from the Preston and Steve show? Choose so it's delivered right to the top. Browse the latest station merch in the MMR Rock Shop. 
Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. So uh, this made the rounds a few days ago. We never got a chance to talk about it, but uh, there was a guy at a Yankees game. Uh, it was the Yankees uh, and Mets were playing Monday night, and there's video of this guy taking a hot dog and turning it into a straw. You may yeah. have heard, I'm sure you've heard about this yes. right now. It went viral. I've seen it. Actually, that's perfect. Mm, yeah. He literally was using the hot dog for sucking purposes. <clears throat> so he he hollows it out with a straw, right? Uh, very meticulously. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then uses the hot dog as a straw. The The question is, you have a straw. Right. Why do you need to turn your hot dog into a straw? Also, it was a beer. You don't drink beer with, with a, a straw. straw, do you? So... What, this is there's a whole plethora of things here. I mean, the, the, the guy is is being recorded doing this and doing this meticulously. Oh, and not can, not like it's like I thought it maybe it was like a, a drunk kid. No. no, no. And so the I think the I is the idea to introduce the uh, hot dog flavor, or you know, sometimes they'll put they'll they'll make hot dogs in beer, right? Right. And maybe yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. that possible? Yeah, you boil hot dogs in yeah. beer. Sometimes we boil bratwurst in beer. Either that, or this was a made-up a stage thing, which, yeah, which yeah. I think I personally think it is. I really? think I think there's every possibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> because but it, it is intriguing, uh, you know, to to do that. But I, I think it's a big waste of time. Is it? It's a beer <laughs> hack. It is a that's what they call it. Oh, a, God. a hack. That's Don't a- get me started on the hack thing. <laughs> have it, have these things that they say are hacks? No. They're are, not. Are just the way you do it. Uh-huh. You know I have I mean? a light switch hack. <laughs> yeah. If you want the lights to come on, flick it up. Yeah. That's my hack. That's how you do it. Yes. <laughs> a hack would be you can do something from the parking lot that makes the lights go on in the room. Right. Right. With or, a, or like a gum and a, and a hot dog. Or a super shortcut of some A type. shortcut. Oh, yeah. you know what? Like, I saw the perfect thing that was an actual hack. It was a guy who put a, uh, I believe it was like a wiffle ball on the end of a fishing rod. And he had his son like hitting That's the wiffle ball, and then the wiffle, and then he would just reel it back in, and okay. then the kid would so hit it again. The kid's yeah. doing like a t-ball thing, uh-huh. and it was brilliant because the dad just sits there, uh-huh. the ball goes out, and he just retrieves it back. He doesn't have to chase it down, right? No. Yeah. Exactly. That's a hack. That's a hack. Okay. Steve, I have an example of what you're talking about. I just saw the video yesterday, and it was how to keep your beer cold on the beach. And the guy brought—I'm not kidding you—he brought a, a toilet lid. To the beach, okay? He dug a hole. He put a black shirt. He put the ice in. He brought Elmer's glue and glued the the top of the toilet seat, put sand on it, and then put that on top of the hole. He made a core. The the person in the video goes, just bring your cooler. Just bring a cooler, you jackass. It says he carried a toilet seat to the beach like an idiot. That's not a hack. That's not a hack. That's no. not a hack. Well, and that's what it said. It was like beach hack. No. 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 That's actually just stupid and you're dumb. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just hate it. There's, and there's, and I'm done being a sucker for these quote-unquote hacks. That be, you know, TikTok is just filled with them. Filled with hacks. Hacks. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, though. There's some good makeup. All right. Hacks. Really? What's the best makeup hack you've seen? I don't know. I just followed oh. this lady. Does it involve using a toilet seat and glue? <laughs> I followed this lady because uh, it's 
how to wear your makeup when you're over 40 because it was like all these things we were taught as yeah. a kid. So if you're you're around, my, I mean, I'm not 40 yet. Right, but, like a t- um, 10 or 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So like, like 10 or 12 years ago. That's nice of you, Nick. Right. Eight years. <laughs> but no, it, it's like all of these things that we were taught on how to wear makeup, where to put the blush on the che- you right, know, right, right on right. the ball of your cheek. And she shows you how we were taught on one side of her face and then she shows you how you should be wearing it on the other side. And I mean, she legitimately looks younger when she does well, you it. you do it in a good way. way. You have defined circles on your face. <laughs> like like a clown. Cla- oh <laughs> yeah. Enough with the hacks, though. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a hack. That would just sort of be like a makeup trick. <laughs> a different way to do it. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. literally a post on our website right now that says, Marissa's hacks for the MMR app. Maybe we should just it's turn that for wasted. tips. <laughs> this is tips. Yeah. yeah. But are they legitimate hacks? No. no. Is she hacking the, the software? It. No, it's suggestions right. and tips. I think that's what's happened. I think the oh word I think the word hack has uh, has become somewhat synonymous with, with tip. a tip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that that's... Uh, so when you leave a wrong. restaurant, do you leave a hack on the table? Yeah, I guess yeah, so, yeah. right? That's what we do now. <laughs> How much of a hack did you leave? Uh, what are we looking at, Casey? What are you uh, uh right, There's on? this guy on, uh, I guess, on Instagram, on Twitter. He... Uh, He'll take these like these hacks that people do, and and then he'll go, no, this is that's not a hack. Like so, for instance, one guy uh, yeah. was saying, there's a hack for if you get your your shirt stuck in a car door, <laughs> yeah, you just cut it with these scissors, and he's like, how about you just open the car door, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. And and we're watching his videos right now. They showed uh, someone ordering a a pizza, right? Okay, from a a restaurant, and it comes in and uh, trying to pull the pieces apart. They actually use that little doohickey, right. the little plastic piece. It goes in the middle. Mm-hmm. They used it to help separate. And he goes, he just it shows him just grabbing it with his two hands and pulling it apart and going, uh-huh. that's how you do it. Uh-huh. That's, you don't yes! have to use the plastic. Exactly. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> Not a hack. Yeah. I need to I need to follow this guy. That's a great idea. That is I love this. Okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't found any good quote unquote hacks that I really use on a regular basis. <sighs> All right. What? Go ahead. It's, it's not, uh, um, uh, but I've had like. Is it a million I- dollar idea and you're going to let loose here? No, no, right. no, no, no. But uh, Preston and I have the same beach cart. Uh, Preston, when you go to the beach, you do you, like for like your trash and your recycling. What, what do you do with your trash and recycling uh, uh, as it. you're like creating it? Do you know what I mean? Like you burn it, don't you? <laughs> no, throw it in the ocean. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm that's a great the, hack. It's a it. great hack. Everybody's like wasting time yeah. putting it in bags. There's a huge trip. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, float, float it over to Europe. Uh, we just we have a bag that we Put have hanging out, and park. you throw that bag in the water. Yeah, uh, no, no, we throw it and we take it home, and then we okay. separate it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you put it all. In. All right. So we have the same beach cart. So what I did, and it's not a hack. It's. I just put two uh, trash uh, cans. I bought two trash cans at like uh, Lowe's, and I bolted them together, and I put it over the front wheel. Of, and it's like, it's so great. Like it's well, that maybe is a hack. I, mean, I feel like you're it hacking is a hack. the car. I am hacking the car, but like you know, <laughs> one is for the uh, recycling, and the other one's where we put a bag for the trash. And and should then, you throw that the whole thing in the water, or do you just? It's <laughs> just a lot easier if you do it that way. But the thing that bothers me, Steve, about the Wildwood beaches uh, is that the recycling bins are red mm-hmm. and the trash cans are blue. And I'm like, why? Why do they do that? Recyclings are blue, right? I don't know, man. Uh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't uh, know. these days, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never really. 
Really? Yeah, I don't associate a color with recycling, to be honest. Blue is what I associate with recycling. You do? Well, yeah. Because well, red is. is radioactive recycling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put all your radioactive All my radioactive, in yes. In the red All my uh, radioactive rods. Once okay. they're done. Yeah. And then I let the half-life play out. Oh, it's depleted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Marissa? Two hacks. Uh, right. One, if you guys remember, I shared years ago, it was about if your wrapping paper is too short, That's a you hack. can, like, turn the box. <laughs> yes. Kathy knows this like, immediately. Fold it on its side. So that was one. I don't know. What, do, do it again. Re- repeat it again. I, I have to find the video. I shared it's this like, video so long ago that I actually, like, got in trouble for, like, resharing somebody's videos before. Like, people figured out Instagram that you could share other videos. Right. Preston, it's like instead of, you know, typically you would line the box that you're wrapping up with the paper. You'd, you'd yes. line it up. So this is, you'd uh, basically turn the box so that there's like a triangle of uh, wrapping paper underneath it. And you wrap that way instead of I'm in not, straight lines. I'm too stupid to get this. Look, look at you, gr- grab your paper, right? Um, uh, this give me, paper, yeah, this, give me one of Like your... any paper. Now, we've never met, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, instead of doing like this, yes. you're going to go like that. Oh, you go diagonal. Yeah, so it's kind and of it, like wrapping triangles instead of right instead of squares. Like so you can yes. cover the whole thing with that. Yes, and it yeah. saves paper. Ooh. Right, it saves uh, paper, or is it, it if it, if it's too long? Uh, no, if if it's too short. So too short. technically, oh. it saves paper. If so if it's too long or too short. short. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then there's one that has just come out recently that mm. I uh, am enamored by. It's um, instead of pouring like sticky. If you're baking, instead of pouring sticky foods on a spoon, you just uh, indent the spoon into the dry ingredients, and then it makes a little well of mm-hmm. how much of how deep the sticky ingredients. Oh, are. okay. Oh. Right. So yeah. It, it, it's yeah. So if you take a, a, a tablespoon, right? Uh, let's say you have flour. <clears throat> okay. You make an impression with the actual tablespoon oh. measure. It will be that it, you push Ow. it down in, and it will be oh, that amount that. of liquid. And this is for gift wrapping. No, this is oh. not for gift wrapping. Oh. Uh, so oh, I see can, what you're saying. Yeah, yes. that, that way you don't have to keep uh, getting the spoon dirty yeah. and then have to go wash it off. And then oh. and if you're using like honey or, or, oh, like or agave that. or whatever, like, or oil, yeah. 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 There's that's kind of that's, that's a good idea. Really, there's got to be a million. Now, cor- that's a hack. That's, that's a hack. hack. Is that a hack? I, I think it is for I cooking. Think, like I think it's. I think it's a yeah because you're saving yeah. washing. <clears throat> right. It's a shortcut. <clears throat> because you don't have to wash. That's the, a hack. Yeah, you don't have to wash the measuring cup over and over. You're exactly right. But I think it's yes. It's slightly hacks versus life skills. I'm getting so horny. Oh my god! Did you hear Kathy right uh-huh. now? I love that. I this is great. <laughs> you know, oh my god. for all the I'm <laughs> surfing in my panties, the cooking and the baking <laughs> I do. Yes, all the actually, cooking. I, actually, I did cook. I cooked the other day, and it was pretty good. Really? Yeah. And that, now, I don't you. did they set no, up? A te- I did they set up a temporary morgue on site, or did they transport everyone to a field hospital? No, I promise. My brother goes, "Wow, this is good." Wow. <laughs> a rave. What was it? That's a rave for me. Totally. Come on, that is good. I didn't throw up. That's what, very good. What'd you make? I made corn uh, mash, pulled barbecued chicken, and corn. Uh, Fritters? Fritters. Wow. I know. The house smelled like crap Whoa. from the fritters, but they tasted good. And how good. much does that cost at Guppies? <laughs> no, I, cu- I cooked it. I probably wow. cooked it. Do, do we, please take a picture of this stuff when you do it. I, I want right, to see okay. it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I will. Did you know that the, at the end of pots and pans, there's usually uh, on the handle, there's usually a hole, and you can use that to uh, for your spoon, for your mixing device? So oh, you, can, you can put that in right. there. That's a little bit of a cooking hack. You don't that have to, is. You don't have to it, put it, it on it in, It's not made for that. It's oh, made for hanging it on a hook. That's a hack. So instead of putting the, you know, 
know, the mixing spoon or whatever back onto the uh, surface of the, you know, where you're going to uh, do the cooking. Mm-hmm. It uh, keeps it a little bit cleaner. Yeah, okay. If anybody likes to make, uh, use their leftover coffee to make iced coffee, I know a lot of people will do that. They'll pour, pour, uh, pour the coffee into like a container, put it in the refrigerator. What you should do is get a uh, an ice tray, an ice cube tray, pour some of that uh, into the ice cube tray yep. so that when you are oh. making iced coffee, you're literally using coffee ice cubes. So when it all you melts, know, it doesn't get watered yeah. down. Here's That's one that too. you do from time to time, Case, and I, I think I learned it from you is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is a hack or not or just a shortcut, but when making coffee in the morning, uh, you pour the cream and the sugar into the cup before First. actually pouring the cream. And that way you don't have to stir. Yes. It takes a lot of time. Run this by me again? All you have to do, Steve, is when you're, when you're going to have a cup of coffee in the morning, put yeah. your cream and your sugar into the cup before you oh, pour the that. coffee in. Yes. And you know, that's, that's, that, you know, I learned that trick. seconds. Dunkin' Donuts. There, yeah. Years ago. That's yeah. how that's how they would, uh, you know. But is that a hack? It's not a hack. No. Um, that's just that's the just way a, you make coffee. That's just a method of preparation. Yeah. It's avoiding using a spoon, you know, because it mixes when you pour it and in. And it saves so. you all that time. That all that stirring time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, do you know what? Here's your little hack. That way. Yeah. So if I use a Keurig and I let it brew, I, cl- I close it yeah. down. While it's doing that, I will pleasure myself. Okay. Oh, so dear have... God, I was Get on board with way. you until you Dude. said that. It only takes about 30 seconds. It takes about 30 anyway. seconds, yeah. and you've killed two birds at one stone. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. I like that. That's a time saver. A time yeah. I don't know if that's considered a hack, but that's definitely a time saver. Is that saver. a hack? Well, is a time saver a hack? It's a whack. It's a whack. <laughs> that's what that is. You just put a it's double a yeah. in front of the hack, um, and you got whack. <laughs> Now again, like they'll say, and I've seen this where they pop up. You know, the Keurig has the the um, the empty container that you can put your own coffee in. Yeah, right. So, uh, and people call that a hack. It's not a hack. They sell those specifically for, for that. that. You know what, Marissa? L- let me go back to the hot dog thing. The, the, we we got started on this conversation right. with a guy that hollowed out the hot dog, and he um, used it as a straw at a, at a Yankee. <laughs> Which I think is fake, because I don't see the point in doing that. No. Unless you just like beer that goes through through filtered. a hot dog, that, that's filtered through a hot dog. You just love sucking on a dog. Um, sucking on a chili sucking dog. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> um, but... Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. But the guy's doing this uh, out in the open, and, and you would think that he would kind of, like, hide his activity. No, uh, he's almost, dis- he's tilting towards the camera. Marissa had posed a question that, uh, do you, has there been a time in your life where you would um, kind of be embarrassed to eat what you're eating what in you front prepare. of other people? Yeah, what you prepare, because she had an example, which I thought was kind of interesting, and and this is not a... You know, I like uh, yeah. you know, I like uh, uh, um, uh, potato chip sandwiches or whatever right, right. weird creations. But but this is you're kind of embarrassed to eat this in front of other people. What was your example? When I was a kid, I despised mustard. I love soft pretzels, and so I would eat ketchup on my soft pretzels. Wait, what? Kathy's face right now. I know. <laughs> Wait, because you thought you had to have something on it, or you actually liked it? I just like condiments. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have babies things. that way. Yeah. And ketchup in particular. So. Yeah, exactly, because it's the only option. I remember exactly where it was. Ocean City Boardwalk, uh, the snack bar at the water park, <laughs> and I used to uh, pretend to accidentally pump the ketchup <laughs> on my pretzel. Oh, that's funny. Like, oh, no. Oh, I thought it was mustard. And then if somebody... I thought it was mustard over here. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Hey! Hey! That's really funny. (laughs) So you went out loud. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
German torture porn. <laughs> All right, what was he? What was he putting together that he was hiding? Um, he dipped pickles in applesauce. Pickles? That's like a pregnant woman's menu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. so at at some point, when did it uh, when did it start to to come out that he would do this? Um, I remember him doing it like my entire life. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, and now... Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> uh, have you ever tried it? I have, and it's honestly not that bad. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you have your sweetened... Thanks, Carlin. Uh, bread sweet and butter pickers. pickers. My bread and butter pickers. <laughs> Pickles. Pickers. There's some of them pickers, please. <laughs> you gonna finish your pickers you got there. You gonna finish your pickers? Pickers. I like them. Oh, my God. I like them pickers. He's <laughs> a good picker. Give me some. I can pick picker on my burger. Hang on. Let me go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Pickers. <laughs> good. What's up? Uh, so, yes, I was a former uh, ketchup and pretzel lover, too. Ah. I did it probably in elementary school because I despised mustard my whole life. still do. All right. And, um, you, and you hid it from people? I did for a little while, and then I kind of just eventually got caught, and they kind of did make fun of me. Still get made fun of today, and I'm 27. Uh-huh. So, yes, I did never let it down. Were you, were you discovered by a police officer in the backseat of a car in a parking lot one night? <laughs> Like, um, no, not until my later teens. Okay. okay. What you but doing in there with that pretzel? But it's funny how he framed it, until I got caught. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I finally got caught I, I, doing I, it. What are you doing there? Yeah, I knew it was definitely weird. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hey, love is love. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> totally. All right, thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Good morning. Woohoo! I'm on the air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get in here! You guys rock! Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, Yo, say- I love ketchup on pretzels. I've been doing that since I was a little kid. I've always loved it. It's like the best thing on it. I used to gross my kids out with it all the time. My kids were little... I can't say that, but... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, but, but wait a minute, Sammy. Was there any time in your life where you were a little bit embarrassed about it and, and kind of hid it from people? Hell no, 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 never, never. I wanted to do it just because I like to be different. All right. Fair enough. Go- going upstairs to have sex with our cat. No. <laughs> Don't forget the pistol. All right, thank you. I like, the, you. Way, I like the way you roll, Sammy. What, right. is, what is the ketchup for? Oh, nothing. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. So think about that. If there was anything where you kind of... Uh... Just kind of kept it on the down low. I wasn't. I was always sort of proud of my bizarre, like you, you know, you talk about the potato chip sandwich, or I mean, you and I, you remember finally? Would you do the mayonnaise sandwich? Oh, uh, probably. Oh, yeah. I think I did at one point. Yeah. We used to do. Uh, we used to do mayonnaise and bacon sandwiches. Oh, that's yeah, a good. Yeah, that's about as cholesterol as you can get. <laughs> you know what I had? You know, I made it. Would you ever have a uh, a butter sandwich? Well, I, I know it sounds uh, disgusting, yeah, right, Kathy? But you but know, toast. You know why I was thinking of that? <laughs> it's sushi Because I had two pieces of buttered toast, and I got done with it, and I'm like, "This is no different than a butter sandwich." But it's like is. melted, as opposed to wait. There's there was also another video I saw uh, on social media, and it says there's two women in the car, and one says, um, "Do you want to eat a teaspoon of salt?" And she goes, "Ew, no." And she goes, "What if it's on the rim of a glass and there's a margarita?" <laughs> she goes, "Yes, definitely, yes, yes, absolutely." <laughs> there you go. It, right. It's all context. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, anyhow, this guy likes to drink his beer with uh, hollowed out hot dogs. It seems to have no real reason for that, but yep. uh, that is apparently what he does. Yep. All right. Well, anyhow, I want to take a break because uh, we got some stuff to do. We got people on the program. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Oh, yeah. When we get box back, so we got to stay on time for that. We got to get our pickers <laughs> and get ready for that. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We will do that as well as a bizarre file when we return. And we've also got uh, the Hooters stopping by this morning. Yeah. And Rob will be here, and Rob McElhenney will be on the show, too. Stay with us. 
Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In just a moment, you should hear some music here, and then we will be on television. Nervous. I know, I'm not hearing anything. Normally, we hear something by now. Is this a... Uh... This uh, set up here. Hands top of it. There we go. Hi. Hey. Hi. Sorry, guys. Wally, Wally the alligator, the support animal alligator. He, that Wally visited us in the studio. Did he come to your radio studios? Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, we made out with him. It was a while. But I didn't make out with him. Well, you hugged him. Oh, well, I did hug him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he came by here a while back. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, okay, we see them. We have pictures now. And he really does. It feels like he's hugging you back, doesn't it? Because he puts his arms up, you know? Yeah. And he, it feels like you're hugging an alligator. He got a little Harvey Weinstein with you, didn't oh he, Preston? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about uh, that right it's, it's still pending yeah. in the court. But yeah, oh, gosh. Did you guys sense when he was there that there was some sort of affection? Uh um, I got a little bit of a reaction myself that surprised me. Oh, mm-hmm. There was some movement. Really? Oh, my God. Really? You yeah, must be you must there. be a lot of fun in a wallet store. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the oh, same. Oh, my gosh. Or he a shoe store. <laughs> started humping my belt. Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that's my cousin. <laughs> but the point is, we thought it was so interesting that, like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that as something to be comforting and something you'd want to hug and cuddle with. But people have all kinds of pets out there. Did you guys ever have any unusual or pets that people were like, oh, is that what's in your house? Not unusual. I mean, you know, we had hamsters when I was growing up. We had a bunch of them. My cats would eat them from time to time. <laughs> oh, that's how you fed them. It was a great way to uh, avoid having to buy the nine lives, yeah, we, just we feed stopped, them hamsters. We stopped naming them after family members after they were knocking them <laughs> off left and right. <laughs> Uh, wow. No, nah, I never, you know, like hermit crabs and... and uh, Kathy had a jellyfish. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. She called them welches. Yeah. Welches. Um, oh, my but, gosh. Uh, yeah, we had, those were the only ones that, like, I, I knew people who had, like, like tarantulas and things like that, but yeah. I, I was not also one of those. Rats. Yeah. I, I had yeah. a couple people who had pet rats, and to me, that's... My daughter, weird. Jill. Uh... She wanted a domesticated rat. Okay. And so we went to a store <laughs> and got a... It, it was big, He picked too. it out, the rat. She picked it out. I want that, and we named it Fred. Oh Freddy. Not Ben? Dear Ben, right? No, no. Oh. Not ben. Did she enjoy having him as a pet? Oh, yeah. I would crawl all over, oh. uh, and I would not let it get near me, but mean. she really enjoyed the rat. Now, it seems of all the group over there at MMR... Kathy would have an odd pet. Besides the jellyfish. Yeah, Kathy? No, we never had any odd pets. Uh, The only thing that was odd about us was that we didn't name our pets. (laughs) She's not kidding. So what did you call them? Dog, come here. Well, it was like black cat, white cat, striped cat. Yeah, the one most recently was the brown one. That's what you call him, right? The black one. Yeah, the black one. He passed away. All her pets are on the FBI witness relocation program. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, but why not? Wouldn't that foster a connection? Like, no, or is you know it more what? Fun to just... Alex, there. Yeah, you would. You would think it. We still do love our pets, and uh, we did have a connection with them. But there was three of us. I have two brothers, and of course, we never agreed on anything. So my parents were like, "Well, then forget it." We're like, no names would ever stick. So, and and then it turned into Kathy's cat. 
Jimmy's cat, Christopher's cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> the brown one. That's what we're, when Alex and I walk around town, they go, oh, there's the brown one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> my sister Joanne had a dog name. Here's the, here's the name. Oh, gosh. D-O-G. Yeah. <laughs> D-O-G? D-O-G. 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 Okay. I'm like, I'm missing something. An agent for the D-O-J. Okay, yeah, I had a friend who named his cat Brer, because that's what he sounded like when he meowed. Brer. Come here, Brer. For a while, we used proper names for our animals, because I always just wanted to say, oh, you know, my friends would be over and say, ah, Linda just took a dump in my father's shoe. So it's like, and it would be the cat. But it was just a great thank you. Bye bye. See you later, guys. We'll see you. All right. Uh, We didn't get a look at traffic, so we need to do that right about now. So, what's going on this morning, Kathy? On the boulevard southbound, we're jammed from 9th to Wissahickon. That's through the long-term construction project where the roadway is reduced to two lanes. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound slowing 202 into Belmont Heavy, the boulevard to the Vine. On the westbound side, you can expect delays from uh, the boulevard out to Gladwin, 95 southbound. Uh, that's Heavy Academy through to Bridge on the Blue Road northbound at slow 95 to the Media Bypass. Same on the southbound side, uh, the bypass to 95. Uh, 295 between 413 and Business Route 1 out in Bucks County and Benson. And the roadway reduced to two lanes, so you're jammed back to Street Road. In New Jersey, an accident on the 42 freeway northbound has a jammed blackwood Clementon Road to Creek Road. It's off to the shoulder, the accident. 55 northbound, heavy 47 to 42. This traffic report brought to you by BJ's Wholesale Club. Uh, for absurdly simple savings, go to BJ's Wholesale. You can get up to 25% off grocery store prices and save every day on BJ's low gas prices. Go to BJ's.com slash simple savings. And that's your traffic on 93.3 W. WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by TMA. Bucks encourages you to visit Bucks County by leaving the car at home and riding SEPTA Regional Rail. You can go to TMABucks.com. Hang on a second. Bring up, bring up some bad memories. <clears throat> apple? Yeah, I got a little piece of apple stuck oh in my Oh, my God, that's man. the worst. Uh, go to tmabucks.com to check out their Bucks County Public Transit Ride Guide for trip planning assistance. All Love right. appers. All right. Uh, a Massachusetts man is facing several charges after police said that he sprayed bear spray at people outside of a restaurant. According to police, John Cahill is facing six counts of simple assault. Police said a couple of patrons of the 110 Grill restaurant were crossing the road Friday when the driver... My family just trying to have a meal. This guy shows up out of nowhere. Uh, When the driver was not happy about it, he allegedly followed them in his vehicle and confronted them in front of the restaurant in addition to other patrons there. And according to the police chief, he said he took a can of bear spray out and sprayed it at the couple of people in the uh, couple of people's backs, but ultimately ended up hitting five or six different people with it. They said uh, no one was seriously hurt, but bear spray is about three times more powerful uh, than something like pepper spray. Of course. Yeah. You take it down a bear with it. Which is designed for people. It also has a real high to eat, please. fast rate of delivery compared to the uh, regular that is designed to be used on humans. So, How's your salmon? Out of nowhere, this dude just started spraying people with bear spray. A Florida man was arrested Thursday after he tried to stash some meth 
under a deputy's patrol vehicle during a traffic stop. No one will ever look there. Uh, body cam video showed a responding deputy tell Lee Sandberg that she needed to get her written warning from another deputy who was patting down her boyfriend, John Schneider. Ah, uh, from the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, Listen, yes. times are tough ever since they canceled Smallville. Uh, while he was being patted down, <clears throat> Schneider was spotted dropping a bag under the deputy's patrol vehicle, prompting the deputies to handcuff him immediately. One that now, did... the Duke boys had a dilemma. What to do with their meth? <laughs> One of the deputies said he just dropped the bag that looked like dope, and the girlfriend <laughs> responded by saying, Oh, man. <laughs> Detective said Schneider had dropped a half pound of methamphetamine. Oh, wow. The man was suspected uh, that he was taking it to a home where he would sell it. You were so stupid. Sandberg was also handcuffed while saying that the methamphetamine wasn't hers. Mm. Meanwhile, Schneider acted like the methamphetamine wasn't his. Uh, uh, they you were, know how you squabble. They were both arrested. A man was arrested this weekend after threatening hikers... Naked from the roof of an Appalachian Mountain Club hut in New Hampshire. Okay. So, what were the threats? Brian Chevalier was found on the roof of the Zealand Falls hut after New Hampshire Fish and Game officers received a report of a hiker threatening others at the hut. Conservation officers and a member of the U.S. Forest Service hiked 2.7 miles to get to the hut. Jesus. They said Chevalier was naked and highly agitated on the roof. And I am naked, and I put ketchup on my pretzels. Don't have with me. And the officer spent more than an hour trying to talk him down from the building. Uh, they eventually convinced him to come down and escorted him to the Zealand Trailhead parking lot. He was arrested, and charges are pending Listen, in the case. Not those threats. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, doctors have removed a steel cup from a man's rectum ten days after his friends put it up there as a drunken prank. A cup? Yeah. Yeah, a cop. It went up there. Yeah, a cop. Uh, the 45-year-old uh, from Balapadar, India. Oh, man. Had uh, the substantially sized object removed via surgery at a local hospital. There's still some cappuccino in it. And the incident, which took place on the 19th of August, apparently happened when the unfortunate man was out drinking with his friends. Uh, the victim's friend said that they inserted the sizable item oh, while he was in an inebriated state as part of a prank. We're looking at the x-ray. It's enormous. The cup is about three to four inches in diameter and six inches long. Oh, my God. Uh, his family members rushed him to the hospital after they found out, who said that the man did not immediately report the incident over fears of embarrassing himself. Did you say a cup? Yeah, a cup. An x-ray. Showed that the cup was found stuck in the intestine. Uh, they removed the cup after 10 days when the man's stomach started swelling as he had not defecated since the incident. Mm, I'm really not moving my bowels. At first, the doctor tried to retrieve the cup through the rectum. Uh, but Nearly then, killed him. Then had to resort to surgery due to the sheer size of the object. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, doctors had to cut through the intestine to finally retrieve oh. it. And the procedure took around two and a half hours in total. So if you're shoving that... Up your friends, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not friends. No, no these are not. You're, friends. A, you're assaulting How, this person, like severely. Like, yeah, that's insane. Is there a hack for that? Maybe there's a hack to, to, to <laughs> get it done easier. <laughs> Here's another story out of India. A gang uh, in the Indian state of Bihar somehow managed to run a fake police station out of a hotel for eight months. Before finally being caught by the actual police. This is near the town of Joy, right? 
Uh, oh, I don't Joy know. Bihar? Uh, so oh. cases of fraudsters impersonating police officers and soldiers are not uncommon in India. Ah. Uh, but a gang took the scam to a whole other level by setting up a fake police station just 500 meters from a real one. Wow. Apparently the scammers operated their fake uh, station out of a local hotel where they posed as actual officers wearing realistic uniforms, badges, and even fake firearms. Uh, they are believed to have scammed hundreds of people, having requested bribes for registering complaints, helping them secure social housing or jobs in the police, or otherwise solving their problems. So any police precinct that runs out of a Ramada is probably not legit, right? Probably. To make their police station appear legit, the gang allegedly paid people from the rural area wages of about 500 rupees per day to pretend that they were working at the station. The whole thing was convincing enough that no one filed any complaints with the real police for eight months. Uh, Their bold scam was dismantled when a police officer, uh, Shamu uh, Yadav, uh, heads up the local police station, happened to spot two of the fake officers as they were making their way to fake headquarters after harassing shop owners at a mall currently under construction to report their station had their spaces assigned to them. When asked where they were based, the two colleagues became evasive, so he took them both in for questioning at his police station. The fake officers eventually led him and his team <laughs> to their hotel police station. Oh, God. And everyone was apprehended. Yeah. Room 411. Yep. And there you go. That is all I have in the bizarre file for now. Uh, I am going to reiterate this announcement that we made earlier. Uh, we're going to talk to Rob McElhenney in a little while, around 9.30. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, obviously. And he's coming to town uh, for the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, Monday, September 19th at the Met in Philadelphia. And we are reinstituting our Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts com- uh, Contest. Wow. So we've done this before with the with the MCU, with Harry Potter, with the Rocky movies. People who think they know anything and everything about a particular show, subject, whatever it may be. So this time, it's always sunny as the subject. If you are an expert and you think you can beat anyone else you go up against, you need to get in touch with us. You can do it through com. The winner of our contest, which is going to be next week, by the way. Right. Gets a meet and greet and VIP tickets for the It's Always Sunny podcast Monday, September 19th at the Met in Philadelphia. You get the full hookup. Uh, we're talking yeah. we legit VIP treatment. Yep. So uh, just go to PrestonandSteve.com, fill out the information, and we will find out. The deadline is Monday, by the way, at 10 a.m. And next Thursday, we're going to do the contest. So just giving you a heads up on that. And if you know someone who's an expert who's constantly quoting the show or telling you about it, Make sure that they are aware that this is happening. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, friends. Did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger Save the Date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash camp out. Uh, we're going to have the Hooters by here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Rob are stopping by. I, I was uh, I saw my friend Rick yesterday. He was all excited because uh, he's going to the show on Friday uh, in Quakertown. He's like, yeah, Hooters this weekend. I'm like, dude, they're coming by tomorrow. So uh, very happy to have well, those you know, guys the, by. The, they're so legendary. And we talked about the, uh, um, the, the Goldbergs episode where they're there. Yeah. And they oh, talked yeah. about they actually are there. But as they said, as they both... Uh, have a, have a, 
commented uh, a number of times before, the camera stayed back a <laughs> distance yeah. because people get older. We they'll, all do. They'll be here shortly. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, let's stroll the campus of the Just Sayin' Institute because we got stuff to talk about, folks. The Just Sayin' Institute. I didn't write down anything clever to say other than the, the Hooters are going to be on later on. <laughs> Just saying. Well, we do have a performance space at the Justine Institute. We do, so actually, which would, is pretty amazing. They would be able to uh, to play there. Okay. Uh, new research from Johns Hopkins University found that pills taken while lying on your right side dissolve more than twice as fast as those taken while sitting or standing. And they'll dissolve ten times more quickly if you're lying on your left side. What? So I saw this article, yeah. and I was reading this, and the main thing that occurred to me is that I never take pills while I'm laying down. I'm okay. always standing when I take my vitamins or any medication. And Just meaning like a regular, like, Tylenol or whatever, aspirin, anything. Aleve, if you're it, laying on your side, it's going to dissolve your in your side. body quicker. Quicker. So, especially oh. on your left side. In other words, it says lie on your right side after taking medication and you'll have to wait only 10 minutes for relief instead of 20 minutes. That's standard for many oral medications when taken upright. Will that work the same for a cup you've inserted in your rectum? I don't think they've studied oh, okay. that yet. So, <laughs> it was done at the, uh, it was in the journal Physics of Fluids and they evaluated how quickly medications dissolve when taken in one of four different positions, upright, lying on your back, on your right side, and on your left side. They used a simulation model called the stomach sim. Mm, sounds uh, cool. To test how the stomach position affects uh, dissolution rates for medication. Uh, though useful for people looking for a quick fix uh, to their headaches or heartburn, the research is intended to help people who are bedridden and have no choice but to take medications while lying down. Uh. There was uh, someone I knew, and I forgot who it was, who was taking a medication, and apparently, on the instructions, and you really should read the instructions, and I'm yes. guilty of not doing no, that no, all the yeah. time, but you're not, you weren't, you know how you might bend over to a faucet to sip, and you are not supposed to swallow this medication while bent over. You needed to be upright, and sure enough, this thing, uh, for some reason or another, caused a reaction in her throat, Whoa! and it got... It wasn't severe, but it was it was bad enough to. They needed to find out what was going on, and so, and sure enough, it turned out that you you were not supposed to wait, do it that okay. way for whatever reason. That that's not every medication. This particular oh, medication had a propensity to get lodged somewhere or something like that. Because this that's exactly what I was going to say. This was my next comment, and I feel like Casey either does this or you were the one that told me to do it. So I have a hard time if it's not a super small pill like if, like those big vitamins i have a hard time swallowing them they get stuck in my throat and right. so um the the to sip the water and like lean oh. forward supposedly helps oh no? I, I sip like if it's one of those ones that feels like it gets stuck in your esophagus yeah. i try to like make sure it gets completely wet first like to okay, well, sort of lubricate it you're supposed to, like, to kneel to, down look up and say yeah baby oh my god <laughs> No, but somebody told me to do that lean over. So basically, I'm going to kill okay. myself. Yeah. Wait, By saying? the way, I used to, when I was a kid, swallowing a pill was a difficult task. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me. Oh, yeah. Very, very difficult. And sometimes I would chew them up or something like that. Now, I can take like eight of them and I, one I shot and swallow them all. I'm eating gravel every morning. Yeah. It's a pills. Nothing to me. My vitamins, all my stuff, all yeah. my, you know, uh, for my the health and, and D3 and all that stuff, I can rifle them down. It's it's funny though. For the longest time, I had achalasia, which was a, a swallowing yeah. issue, yeah. but I never had a problem with the pills. 
And then just standing up, it's, I put complete faith in that because that's the way I do it. A little bit of water. I don't always need water, but you should flush it down because, you know, the pills by their very nature will get stuck in your throat. But I've never had an issue. But I, I know people who have tremendous problems. Mine's, mine is, it's not a tremendous problem, but so much so that I don't take normal everyday vitamins because the majority of them are larger and they get stuck in my you, throat. Are you familiar so uh, with the compound pharmacist? So a compound pharmacist can take a lot, sometimes can take medication that you have trouble and they'll do it for senior citizens who have uh, gag issues uh, and turn it into an ointment that you can... Um... Well, but mine's, mine's vitamins. Like, okay, I'm not on yeah. any medication. Right. Anybody want to guess who's on the hotline? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the good doctor Yay! from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Sirigliano, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Mike, good morning. I heard the conversation. I had the jumping, guys. Please. Steve, we had a great time the other night. Oh, the Alpha Bravo canine. It was terrific seeing you out there, Mike. Thanks so much for coming. I love it. All right. Now, look, this study is, is fascinating in a couple of ways. One, it highlights the fact that when you take a pill, gravity and a lot of other things uh, have an impact on, one, how quickly it travels through your uh, what we call alimentary canal, your duodenum and your, your intestines, all of that. But it also bespeaks of the uh, uh, the mechanics of, of taking pills. And so uh, basically, one of the things that you don't want to do uh, is if you take a pill lying down, uh, you can get what's called pill esophagitis. And that is where you get a pretty significant inflammation of the esophagus, which connects your stomach down to your uh, to your uh, throat. And so maybe Kathy is talking about with, uh, I, I, I guess, the, the feelings in your throat that it is getting irritated because you're taking it and you're not taking it properly or not with enough water because things like tetracycline in particular can really kill you, man. It is just well, wicked when you get that esophagitis. It feels like you're having a heart attack. So, so Mike, it, it did, uh, it threw me off when they were talking about taking pills laying down. That seemed, that seemed to run contrary to what would be the best way to do it. Uh, so, what? So, should you at all do this? They're, they're recommending on your left side, and this is the most effective. Actually, I was wrong. It's the right side. The right side. So, <laughs> yeah. so I would think standing is your bet, or seated in an upright position, you know, so that you're vertical. Yeah, my, my take from this study was that they were looking at the biomechanics of what happens when you take a pill. And the fact of the matter is there's so many variables uh, that go into how a pill moves, how it gets dissolved, uh, whether you take it with liquids, whether you take it with other medicines. I mean, there's a lot of medicines that you can't take together. And uh, the one that uh, in particular has to be taken standing up is a class of drugs called bisphosphonates or uh, like Fosamax uh, or Actinel. These drugs, if you don't take them properly, can cause that wicked esophagitis that can be very, 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 very problematic. That must be, that I was referring had? to a friend whose, whose kid had done that, who was bent over while taking this, and it was said specifically, you need to be standing upright uh. while you're taking it. And by the way, Dr. Mike, looking at this study, uh, a lot of this has to do with the actual shape of the stomach. Uh, it's kind of a, it's, it calls it, it's a, the stomach is kind of a bean shaped organ. And if you lay on your right side, it'll get it 
to the spot where it connects to the intestine quicker. Right. And and <clears throat> and to uh to bring up Steve a bit, it's like fantastic voyage. Steve. Yes. Yes. So you're traveling down the esophagus. You then get into the stomach and you make a right and you go into the duodenum and there's all kinds of cool things there like gallbladder and bile and all <laughs> kinds of cool equipment. And then it goes further into the uh small intestines, I call them the chitlins. Mm-hmm. And then they go into your colon and then out your... What a wonderful... Uh, out your bunghole. What a wonderful journey that was. Uh, that was a great movie, by the way, Fantastic Boy. Does that still hold up, Dr. Mike? Have you seen... Uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, traveling through the bloodstream, looking at red cells and white cells and, and, and uh, uh, you know, not getting eaten, eaten by a, a macrophage, you know, like all, all kinds of cool It seems stuff. legitimate. And by the way, so it's duodenum. I always thought it was duodenum, so that's not the correct way to well, say it. Well, it depends. Do you say tomato or tomato? Ah, uh, I got uh, it. Let's call the whole thing off. Hey, yeah. Mike, how many sphincters do we have? How many sphincters? Uh-huh. Well, let's see. Uh, I haven't thought about that recently. I think you have an <laughs> esophageal sphincter, which is above the stomach. Right. And you have an anal sphincter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a the OG. sphincter of Odie. I, I, there's a couple of, there's more than two. I think there's right, an uncle sphincter. Uncle sphincter, yeah. 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 Uh, well, Are you going to have that as a show? <laughs> Like, like you know how you're doing. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, how what's, many sphincters? Or what's my favorite sphincter? Right, the, the, we can do self-proclaimed sphincter expert. Yeah, yeah you yeah. could do that too. And, and <laughs> we'll let you participate. By the way, Doctor Mike, update. I've got my stress test today. I just scheduled my colonoscopy. You'll be happy to know. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, you have to answer your phone he, once in a I while. I think he gets a little wood when he hears that people have scheduled He loves colonoscopy. colonoscopy. I, He's all about it. I love you. And I, that means all of you, Preston. Your colon and everything else. It's all love. You know love, the, love, love. And the best part of the colonoscopy is the propofol. Mm, it's uh, nice. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful, warm cocoon feeling. All right. Dr. Mike, we love, love you. Love you. Love All right, you. see you later. Dr. Love Mike Fregliano, Fox 29, Pet Medicine, knows his stuff. Do you ever see, like, keeps an eye on us. Preston with the, uh, and they sell them now. You'll see them, like, they're really, like, old people who have got, like, who are taking, like, 200 vitamins and things a day. Um, they have this, like, robotic dispenser where you put, you know, you put this, you just push the day, oh, and it and it all comes no. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that. We have uh, uh, Caroline takes like twenty six pills a day. There you go. Yeah, it's that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, she's got a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, you might need that to uh, just keep track of it all. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, if you want the if you want the medication, if you're if it's okay to take it lying down. Uh, then you want to lie on your right side, and it's going to get to work more quickly, uh, ten, like 10 times more quickly. Do you ever freebase your vitamins? I, I do that. I have not done that It's yet. actually pretty good. Okay. It gets right into the system. I'll have to try that out. All right. Uh, just saying, Institute, let's see what other studies have been done. Um, yeah, so there's a viral video informing people how often they should be washing their clothing. Oh, Kathy, you're going to want to plug yours up on this one. Their sheets, their towels, and underwear, and it's causing a bit of a stir online. Uh, the clip was posted by laundry detergent brand Washland. So they have no invested interest. And they informed, well, oddly enough, they're not telling you to wash your clothes more. I know, They're yeah. telling you to do it less. It informed viewers they should throw bras in the washing machine after every three to four wears, does that make sense to you, Kathy? How often do you wash your bras? Mm, uh, I don't wash them that often. Okay. Oh, really? Not, not okay. three to four. I mean, I wash them often, not as often as you're saying. All right. And they say for um, 
uh, bedding every two weeks. That's that, that, like what quilts included? Or just sheets? I think it's mainly oh, sheets, sheets and, what about and blankets. Not, not, I, I doubt duvets, yes. I do wash the duvets, though. Do you? Yeah, especially if it's a duvet and not like a quilt. Okay. And you can easily take it off, yeah. Okay, so every two weeks. Uh, and towels once or twice weekly. Oh, yeah, so definitely. So when you're saying wash, for example, I cycle through, I will change out my towel every couple days, mm-hmm. but I'm not wash. you know, I'll put it in the hamper to be washed, and then it'll be washed at a certain to point later on. Right. Mm-hmm. Mold and mildew. Right, to right. cause mold and mildew. Right. right. So right. you you will uh, go into the closet um, and get a new fresh towel out of the closet. Right. Put the old towel in the laundry. I will drape across my, my, my wife's like, bed. Okay, I like to... <laughs> I like to immediately uh, wash, dry, and then use said towel. Uh, really? Right yeah, so if I'm going to do that laundry, um, the, I like to recycle it as quickly as possible. The, so then I have the fresh towel <laughs> when getting out of the shower. No, I got I'll, so do, I, I, I'll do a week on a towel easily. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But when I do it, I don't put it back in the closet. I just use it. I put it right back on the rack. So then I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Will yeah, you ever too. dry yourself with your spanking it towel uh, as opposed to your shower towel? I'll try that and get back to you. Is your towel ever still wet from the prior use? No, no. it's usually dried okay. out. Okay. See, if I yeah. can't stand that, if it's if it's even just damp, I'm like, Ugh, I, I need that. Not, wouldn't bother me. Not the fresh towel that Nick's talking about, like right out of the dryer. Although that is very nice. It is. But it does need to be completely clean. I mean, for, completely dry for me. In this study, Preston, does it say anything? about water temperature because I've heard that no. having to go with warm or hot water is a myth, that it's a waste of energy, but I don't know if that's true or not. I think that's for clothes, but not... Well, listen, this is... Nick, this is my theory. For right. clothes, <laughs> yes, uh, but for things like towels, I still use the hot water. All right. And sheets. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't mess with the temperature stuff. You know what? Because even on my washing machine, the um, you can do like a, uh, a quick wash where it still... It says it fully it fully cleans it, but um, when you do that, it automatically goes to the hot water. So you don't have you. So when you have a towel and you, <laughs> this is this is a discussion we're having, and you get out of the um, shower, you so like, like Nick, you you wash that towel immediately and then dry. No, no, no. When it's time to do laundry. Uh, if I've been using the same towel for a week, I right. won't wash the towel and then put it in the closet. I no. will wash the towel and put it right back on the rack. Okay, like, so so he likes a fresh towel, towel out of the dryer. I have it. Okay, I have a. I will, we have a linen closet that I will pull a a, a new towel out wow. of, and then I put the towel that I've been using into the hamper. Yeah, no, I feel and it, I and feel it like, will be dry when I do that. I, I won't put it in all sopping. I feel excited. Uh, I get giddy when I have a freshly washed towel and freshly dried. Uh, and then I can uh, get out of the shower. Oh, you. Yeah. But you have a linen closet where there's folded towels, right? Yeah, but I don't. I don't go to those. Right, you like the the dryer. I get also it. Uh, a freshly washed uh, uh, bathroom rug. Oh and, yeah, man, that's a delight. It sure when you is. get out of the shower, see, and you're like uh, putting your feet on that bad boy. Uh, I love. I, I don't want any of my. Uh, I want that all to be clean, and 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 oh. I in the second it smells, man, even it, remotely dank. You know what's great. A warm robe. Oh my oh. dear God! Yeah, <laughs> I like the sheets, the freshly clean sheets. The first time you get in the bed to sleep on them. Mm. All right, Kathy. Oh yeah, you know, right, right. Totally up. Yeah. <laughs> I got this for my wife. It is a it is a, a racket, and it sits. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> And all the bars are heated. heated and yeah. it's a heated oh towel. My God. She's so oh, lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not everyone can afford the $40 item from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs>
that I had to build myself anyway. <laughs> Going back to, to hacks, the conversation we had earlier, Kathy, I think maybe you told me this anyway. A travel hack. Wash your sheets and make your bed right before you leave for vacation. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when you come home yeah. from vacation, fresh sheets on the bed. Yes. I do that too. Man. Yep. Absolutely. What a, hack. What a way to live. All right, so a couple other Rock rec- and roll. A couple other Badass. recommendations. Washlands recommend washing socks after each wear. What? Yes. Oh yes. No. Uh really? If I'm wearing if I'm wearing socks and I haven't like I will very rarely go a second run on socks. If it's been a light day and I came home and I took my sh- socks off and, and I only got like a half a day wear no, out of them. I feel like them. they're stretched out. Like they're okay. not even as... Two days. I will, Two yeah. days would be the most. I, I haven't re- even chimed in on this conversation. I it's noticed. just been so interesting. Um, <laughs> but I will throw on old socks if I'm about to go mow the lawn. Because yes. I, I, yeah. yeah, I, exactly. I don't wear socks a lot during old the summer. socks or dirty So socks. today I wear the, these are brand new clean socks. And then yeah. what I do, will do is tomorrow I will hike in them. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, yeah, if I'm exercising, right. I'll throw on a dirty shirt. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and a bra. And I'll, uh, from the day before in a bra. <laughs> You ever worn a bra? All right, hang on a sec. No, I haven't. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> Never. How does it feel? That's it's. Uh, I don't like it. Do you have a clean one out of the dryer? Is <laughs> no, that no, the way? No. no, I did like a uh, a pageant one time where I had to dress up like a lady. And, uh, a pageant. You they, did a pageant. Yeah, there's photos somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I had to wear a bra and a skirt. Uh, you know, what, I don't know how women. It's constricting, it is. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a little sucks. much. Yeah. Round the shoulder, boulder holder. Yeah. You Man wore a cheerleading costume one time. Too. I did wear. I, you know what? I found that the other day. I oh. still have your old cheerleading yeah, we costume. Should return it. Yeah, Nick, you had to take it <laughs> I in. That, that picture of <laughs> Nick. I don't know if it was you as a cheerleader or as a Girl Scout, but you were drunk and you got pigtails or something <laughs> yeah. like that. That's yeah, just somehow intern Joe was picture. involved with that. I think mm-hmm. maybe Joe dressed up like a brownie and I dressed up like a Girl Scout. Yeah, we had that. I think we were selling Girl Scout cookies. Right. Yeah. So it's for okay. good cause. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, socks after each wear, bras after three or four, shirts after two to four. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Just a shirt and an everyday, like, T-shirt? Yeah. And pajamas after every three to five. There are occasions oh, yeah. when I, if I got, like, a light wear out of a shirt and I and it's fine, I'll throw it back on I see that. no reason to if you yeah. haven't, if it's, if it's you know, uh, yes, exactly. You yeah. you know the point. I'm very hygienic. Yeah. I am, I'm all about the preparation of, of being clean and presenting Pleasant smelling, uh, you know, a persona. But uh, you know when it's ready to throw that sucker in the hamper. And if you got a little extra time in it, go for it. Uh, no, if I wear it, I'm washing it. However, my pajamas are on a strict schedule. It is <laughs> every, I get two nights out of them, and that is it. Even if they seem clean, they're, nope, they go in the washer. Do you actually wear pajamas? I do, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the soft and, what is it called? Soft and sleep from Target? Yeah, yeah. she wears pajamas. Yeah, so, I, I wear, pajamas. um, I wear, I'll wear a t-shirt and underwear. I, 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 wear I used to wear, like, t-shirt. I'm pigger. sorry. I used to wear, like, t-shirt and shorts or whatever, yeah. but no, now I like the matching. I actually can't wear a shirt. <laughs> I can't wear a shirt to bed. It's oh, I don't sleep in a shirt either. Yeah, but I, but in a my bra? getting ready to go to bed clothes, uh, in my full on relax mode, pajama pants and a t shirt. Mm. It's just the most comfortable thing to me personally. All right, other studies from the Just Saying Institute. We're done with laundry. Oh, man, <laughs> uh, dip- I'll take a break then. Differences. No, you'll like. This is this. why we're in the Hall of Fame, folks. <laughs> differences in lifestyles and other factors are linked to big gaps in life expectancy between residents of various U.S. states, according to. 2020 data. Yes. And that could mean uh, almost a decade more or less of life is a report from the uh, CDC and prevention. And a lot of it is predicated on how often you rotate your socks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Uh, for the report, the researchers poured over data from each state on mortality rates as well as 2010 census data. I just said data and then data. Uh, and Medicare data to it's complicated. tally up the life expectancy at birth per state. Much of the differences fell along regional lines, so it's kind of clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um, you living Americans living in Hawaii, uh, the Northwest, California, and the Northeast live the longest. Hmm. There we go. Uh, people living in the Southeast typically had the shorted, shortest expected lifespans. So the top 10 longest lived states by average life expectancy in years are number 1 is Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You live the longest uh the average expectancy. And you want to live the longest when you're in Hawaii is 80.7. Yes, you right. want to keep living. You want to keep living. Uh then you have Washington, Minnesota, California, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, Oregon, Utah, and Connecticut. They only have the top 10 and the bottom 10. So Pennsylvania will fall somewhere. I would imagine in the top third, yeah. I guess. We're the Northeast, aren't we? <laughs> uh, the state's ranking in the bottom 10 by average life expectancy in years are, and you could just totally figure this out, Mississippi, West Virginia, Louisiana, Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, New Mexico is the only one that's a little further out west. Well, I guess Oklahoma is too, and South Carolina. So uh, you're dealing with, I guess, more heat, right? Uh, you're dealing probably with poor diet, poor diet, perhaps. Yeah. You're also dealing with, um, you know, did they specify what would lead to this? Um, I don't have the full breakdown. It says some states were hit harder than others. For example, in New York, lifespans fell by three years during the pandemic. Yeah, Louisiana life expectancy declined by two point six years. On the other hand, Hawaii seemed. Relatively spared in the pandemic, life expectancy fell just by 0.2%. Women still tend to outlive men. Right. Living an average of 5.7 years longer. Because they're consistent pajama wearers. uh, Than their (laughs) male peers in 2020. So I was thinking about this um, the other day because I'm not sure if I'm going through this right now or not, but like... uh, Menopause? No, the the term midlife crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I, I feel like I'm past midlife because... I just turned 47, which is yeah. just insane, uh, and I don't think that there's any chance for me to reach 94, and so, therefore, I'm past midlife, and I'm, like, in the back nine now. Like uh, You're in the downslope. Yeah, I'm in the downslope. Is your goal to live to our frequency? 93? <laughs> no, I don't even... I, I I think I'd love to be able to hit 80. I just don't think I have that. Uh, I, my dad ow. died the day before his 70th birthday, and he was the longest living in his uh, male really? lifeline. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so, so midlife crisis, um, they say, ranges usually between the ages of 45 and 65. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I just... You know, when I look at that, I go, shoot, man. Uh, I got like 23 years left. That's like... It's, you, I didn't, that's I didn't, kind of a I didn't grim thought. This morbidly... <laughs> Well, I, mean, I always thought, I, and I said this, I've said this before, I thought for, for some reason I would die when I was 44. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for some reason. That's what I thought. And I was okay. actually fine with that. So, oh, this has all been gravy. You, you know, uh, my dad just turned 94. Uh, you know, genetically, um, there's, there's, a, there's a good potential. But also you, you ignore um, advances in medicine and medical care and mm-hmm. things that you'll do to help affect your, your, you know, the outcome of your life. And the lengthening of your life. That's what is it? The average lifespan in the United States is what, 76? 76 years? Probably sounds about yeah, right. Yeah. 
So I remember uh, when uh, when my dad first wanted me to start, uh, and I was you know I was like nineteen years old or whatever. He wanted me to look into uh, investing money, you know, p- putting money away. And and he had said something to me at that time. He's like, he goes, yeah, you know, like 30, 35 years when I'm not here. This yeah. will be blah blah blah. And I was like, whoa, yeah. you just hung a number on that. What and I'm did like, you That's, say? Yeah, no, it just kind of weirded me out a little bit. I was like, my dad when he he bought a car years back, and he said, this is probably the last car I'll ever buy. Yeah. Stop it! Okay. You guys want to keep talking about this? Live forever! <laughs> That's why I need another dog right now. Just talk about pajamas. That's why you need another dog? Yeah. I was, like, doing dog math not So they'll be able to eat you when you pass away? No, because there's, there's just uh, there's certain dogs that I want to own before I leave this place. You were doing dog math? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, then, I'm I, you know, I definitely had to double up because there's, you know, I got a Great Dane on the list. I got a German Shepherd on the list. <laughs> Uh, you got to check off the Shih Tzu. Yeah, well, I got to get all the big dogs now because yeah. when I'm older, I'm going to want the littler dogs. Right, right, you know? right. So, yeah. Don't right. ever do bird math, you know, because you're going to end up with a bird forever. I want a bird. That's you, so it has to yeah. get, you know, yeah. hey, Baba. That's so funny. That's so you. Yeah. What, dog math? Yeah. 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 Well, I, it was uh, going through the list of dogs I want to own math. before I die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's why you need to talk to a estate planner, but uh, also a dog expert. Yeah. yeah. An estate planner with the American Kennel Society. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, enough death and enough. The health and all Back that to stuff. Pajamas. But, but pajamas. No, no we're not going to talk about pajamas. Uh, how about this? Researchers believe a bacteria called uh, butyrate. Butyrate. Can help in curing food allergies. But it smells and tastes uh, literally like poop, like feces. No. What are so, they? I'll stick butyrate. with the uh, Yeah, spelled B-U-T-Y-R-A-T-E. So they put the butt in butyrate. Yeah, but they, yeah maybe it's butt tyrate. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> University of Chicago researchers were able to cure mice of a peanut allergy using the compound as butyrate helps the body build tolerance to foods. Take two turds and call me in the morning. Uh, experimenting <laughs> on humans is another matter due to its terrible taste. The oral substance is said to smell and taste like dog poop or rancid butter. Who has tasted dog poop would be able to reference that? Yes, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I ate it once. <laughs> can, all right, well, can they just put this in pill form so you don't have to taste it at all? I think it is in pill form. Oh, dude. okay. Yeah. Hey, Steve, remember that, oh, that, that colon cleanse stuff that we tried at oh, 100? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it's like, oh, this is going to clean you out and it's going to clear your system. And It was from a doctor, and we both tried it. You remember, Professor, Y100? Yeah. And, and it, the, the promise got, was it would deliver like a five-foot bowel movement. Bowel movement, yeah. And it really did clean you out, but uh, was that? Awful what or was what? The, what it was. was the name of it? I, I can't remember. Kathy, no. All I remember is I got one sip and I was like, "Oh, I, I can't do this. I don't care how." It, Kathy was like, like an acidic, horrible oh, tasting. Like you felt you were drinking Clorox. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was very, very frail. I was super duper skinny, and I wanted to bulk up. So, uh, and this is, you know, I'm like 14, 15, yeah. or whatever. So I started taking liver pills. Oh my god! To try and gain yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. They can cause a lot of damage. They were disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they tasted terrible. I had the heart. They were number one. They were large. Yeah, and they just tasted hideous. I had the hardest time swallowing. Them. Forget it. Uh, so scientists are now struggling to create the compound in a more palatable form. And 32 million Americans currently suffer from a food allergy, and three million of those are peanut allergies. So the question is, would if this would fix your really bad issue? 
Would you take? Would you take two turds and Absolutely in the morning? Absolutely, I would. Right yeah. for that for, for a couple of seconds so. of that. Yeah, because it's not like you're sitting like like hey, nurse that turd. Especially uh, you know, peanut allergies can be deadly. Absolutely. Yeah. Why would you even want to take that risk? Wait, cures so. it for good or just for for the time being? Um, turds is justice. It says curing food allergies. So. Maybe it means, yeah, uh, getting over it all together, uh, Case. So uh, it helps the body build tolerance to foods. Right, yeah, so. my brother was saying he, he's uh, he very, very um, dialed in with, like, food and, and uh, health stuff. And he said butyrate is actually the byproduct of bacteria breaking down fibers. Ah. Mm. I don't know what that means. Um, poop, I guess. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. it is, it's not pleasant, but you'll you do it to avoid, as you said, a peanut allergy. Yeah. 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 You saw the application of, of Viagra that they're discovering now, right? As far as it is a, um, there's so, st- statistics are showing, and this is, I think the FDA or I forget who was the documentation. If you're going to say you can fly, no. <laughs> then, then close. <laughs> Alzheimer's. Like 69% effective rate of, uh, right? Wood and clear thinking? Right. Oh, my God. That's pretty amazing. What can I mean, it not do? Yeah, check the data on that if, if you get a chance, Nick. But it, it's pretty amazing what they're saying um, they're finding with, again, Viagra oh. and Alzheimer's. Pfizer is genius if that is indeed the case. Boner and you know it. It was it was initially made for a vascular issue, Yes, right? it was. Yeah. So it does all of, and all of that relates to all these issues that are, you know, uh, pertinent to uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, I wonder, Nick is looking that up now. I'm very curious about that. I know we have to take a break, Case, but, uh... The guy, actually, the guys are running a little late. I just got a text from Rob and Eric, so we They're have... picking up some Viagra. They are, yeah. I want to incorporate that into the conversation. Um, yeah, I'm curious about that as to... So, so you're saying that uh, they're starting to see early, uh... They're seeing it with both men and women, dramatic... See, so with dementia. Study, yeah. Okay, so a study led by experts at the Cleveland Clinic found that taking uh, Sildenafil, which is the uh, brand name of Viagra, could dramatically reduce a person's risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Is that not amazing? Though more research is needed, but yeah. that's starting to point in that direction. That's... Mm. Fantastic Eat purpose drugs. How about that? Wow. As you're right, it was originally for something else, and then became the boner medicine. Wow! All right, um, <laughs> should I do one more thing then? Since yeah, you guys are running sure. time, one more. okay. Um, how about? Well, uh, well, I got a bunch of them here, and I only talk have more about boners. No. Um, this is about living longer. We do- talked about that. We already that. did that. We did laundry. Um, that's we diabetes. did pills. Diabetes. Let's do more old stuff. How about jazzy scooters? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry. You know, when I talk to you guys about this thing, I saw, it has nothing to do with this. We'll have to talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Uh, you sure? <laughs> okay. So it is a backpack that that basically follows you like a dog. Have you guys seen this thing? No. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. I have exactly a dog that works. I used to have a dog that followed you like a backpack. So they're and they have like come in two different sizes and they're they're pretty so expensive. <laughs> Go ahead. They're pretty expensive. Like one is like almost two thousand dollars. The other one is like three thousand dollars. But it's this thing on wheels that you could store all your stuff in, right? Uh, like basically whatever your backpack is. I okay. uh, there's a video here in the studio, and I, I guess maybe you have like a tracker that's on you, yeah. and it follows you behind, like you know, like three feet behind you, and uh, it's just this this crazy little cooler backpack thingy that follows you. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, they, yeah. they, were, they were showing that in the airport, and they were taking it through the airport, and uh, it seemed to hold up pretty well. The, the guy had it following, you know, very closely. But uh, why don't you just wear your backpack? 
No, too easy. No, too easy. Well, now you have your hands free. How Kathy. are you going to spend seven thousand dollars? Yeah, <laughs> if you wanted to like Vogue while you walk, you can do that now. <laughs> I can Vogue with my backpack on. Yeah, I mean but, maybe for heavier stuff, but, or for your uh, kids, you just close it in. You know, if they're being trouble. Uh, this looks like a um, like a Kickstarter thing, right? That's not. Gonna and by happen. the way, how do you bring that on the plane? You can't. You no, can't no. This is if you're plane. walking in the park, Steve. Right? With your backpack. With your backpack. Uh, uh, you said Jazzy Scooter, and it made me think of this, and uh, I apologize. Okay. So I think what the idea is, if you're taking a trip, you tell it where you're going to end up, and it'll drive itself there, and so you just fly without your uh, your backpack. And That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'll meet you in a day or two. All right, one more thing. One more thing. Oh, the guys are here. Oh, they are here? Yeah. All right, we should probably take a break. Are then. they here? Nick, that's the gang. Okay, there's a reflection. So it's hard to see into the Acme Lounge. It's an optical illusion. We have a, we have a reflection. Sometimes I'll see a figure walk by, and I'm like... <laughs> Are they looking at me, and am I, yeah. like, not responding, and they're smiling and waving, and I, I look like a dick because looks, I didn't wave to them? No, I understand that. And also, it looks like a ghostly image. Yeah. All right. Uh, it just ain't Institute. We're done. We're wrapping it up. Thank Over. you for stopping by today. Over the new Hooters Stomach Sim facility. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you by again sometime. Uh, speaking of the Hooters, they are here. We are going to talk to uh, Rob and Eric in just a moment, and then shortly after that, another Rob, Rob McElhenney yes. from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the brand new show, Document. Uh, called Welcome to Wrexham. Really, really good. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Breaking news, breaking news. Kathy has decided that she hasn't fact seen the movie Superbad. It's Pineapple Express that she didn't like. Wait, I'm getting handed another note. It might be Tropic Thunder. Wait, what the hell's going on? The only way to find out is to watch The Daily Rush to see this moment of confusion and clarity play out live on the air. Her face says it all. It's streaming now on PrestonandSteve.com. Bizarre. We've never done that before in all the years on the radio. Rob's like, we can play to that if you if you want on the way out. So I'll do the official introduction in a moment. But right now, it's 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks on this Wednesday morning with the President Steve Show. Let's take a look at traffic and see how we are doing. Kathy, what's up this morning? With Tacony Palmyra Bridge opening has traffic stopped in both directions. 95 southbound, heavy from Academy through to Bridge. On the Vine, westbound, you're jammed the length. 95 to the Schuylkill. Schuylkill eastbound uh, is backing up from the Blue Route into Gladwin, the Boulevard to the Vine, and then on the westbound side uh, from the, uh, the Boulevard out to Gladwin. Also from Spring Garden to Montgomery. Uh, where there was an accident, but that's been cleared. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, heavy from Willow Grove to Fort Washington. Uh, 295 out in Bucks County. This is in the northbound direction between 413 and Route 1. The roadway is reduced to one lane, uh, so you've got jam traffic because of it. And then in New Jersey, 55 northbound jams Deptford to the 42 freeway. 42 north slowing 41 to 295. This traffic report brought to you by Stride K-12. Agora Cyber Charter School knows not all kids are excited about school. That's why they're offering virtual education at home coupled with in-person activities. 
activities. Details at 877-490-3608. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Kathy. A lot of shows coming up with the Hooters. They're going to be performing uh, Friday in Quakertown, Saturday in Cape May. That show's sold out, by the way, in Cape uh-huh. May. Uh, and then November 4th and 5th at the Keswick Theater, the 40th anniversary tour Take Two is taking place. You can get the tickets at Hooters. Music.com. Please welcome Eric Bazilian and Rob Hyman Yay! to our studios. Hey, hey. Good morning, gentlemen. Same to you. It is so nice to see you guys again. Delightful. In the yeah. flesh. In no the less. flesh. And as I shook hands with Rob, Rob was like, yeah, we can shake hands again. <laughs> well, remember they said, we're never going to shake hands. Yes. I yeah. said, even then I knew. You got you have, you got to have yeah. that human touch thing. Yeah, it's exactly. what it's all about. I still have I still have um, uh, calluses on my knuckles from all the fist bumps. <laughs> <laughs> it does take its toll out. You look like a professional prize fighter after a while. Uh, how, how good does it feel to be touring, playing in front of the fans, meeting everybody again? I, maybe that's the silver lining of this whole... We have a song called Silver Lining, and it, it, you kept hearing that during COVID. There's a yeah. silver lining. And the silver lining is once once we got back and the fans got back, well, you know, every, and everyone was outside and, n- quote, normal again. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it was a real rush. It was four years since we've toured. 2018 was the last official one, and uh, it felt great. It's funny how many so artists that had tours that were truncated, that were stopped in the middle, that, you know, and then they're, they're, they're following through and, and continuing on with it. And uh, if there is that quote unquote silver lining, you know, an appreciation of what it means to be in each other's company and seeing each other's faces and, and the, the importance of a hug and uh, all of that stuff is now, you know, and, and your music by its nature tends to celebrate, you know, the human condition. So celebrators. could not be better. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah we, we were like sailors who'd been at sea for two years and <laughs> this is our first shore leave. <laughs> right, right, right. 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 Uh, Steve and I were talking about uh, your appearance on the Goldbergs uh, uh-huh. earlier this morning. <laughs> that episode shows all the time, and it's hilarious, especially after yeah. you told us, you know, because you were actually, so the idea is uh, they, they end up at one of your concerts at the end of the episode, and right. you, you were saying, yeah, they kept the cameras back, yeah. but you guys still look pretty good was, in the old yeah. garb. It looked we pretty good. We had the good. fog, you yeah. know, some distance. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, if we could only get a fog machine in here to obscure us, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it, it was, that had to be a lot of fun, because it, it airs all the time. That was a blast. We and they went called up. it the Hooters. Yeah, yeah. I mean. They did. They did. Well, it was kind of inevitable. You know, the show's Philly-based yeah. and 80s, and we said, over the years, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Did and you have to uh, go to the wardrobe department, or did you guys uh, just have to go into your closet <laughs> and find stuff that you used in to? In fact, the first day was all wardrobe, and you wouldn't believe it was, we were on the, was it Sony? I forget, in Culver City, the TV lot, and we went in, and it was just miles of clothing like even the extras they have it really down and they wanted to recreate actually the tower a show at the tower yeah um and they rented a theater they had tons of extras and all the extras you don't even see them and they're all dressed in 80s garb so we spent a whole day and back then we did colors you know we were in a color (laughs) yeah so i remember they had red and yellow and blue yeah yeah we we did it up. The best were the wigs, though. The wigs yeah. were fun. They <laughs> look good. They it look was good. spooky walking in there because they had mannequins with each one of us uh-huh. set up. It and was it, bizarre. It was kind of weird. I wow. think I got there a day before you guys, or I was there by myself. Yeah. And I was, it was just like I was in like Madame Tussauds. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, mentioning the the 40th anniversary and uh, just reading up a little bit, your your guys' first show was in Levittown. It was. Yeah. And what was that? Where was that gig? What was it for? What was, was it like? It was a club called Maddie's Place. Okay. Where David had played there with with his bands before, so that was sort of, oh, I, I can get you guys a gig there. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. it specifically at all, that first gig? I remember the stage. 
I remember that we finished, the, it was ni- June 1980, and uh, it was a few different guys in the band, different lineups that we've had over the years, but I remember finishing the show, because we had been in bands since junior high school, and honestly, this was kind of a last-ditch effort, I think, for us. Our last band. We had done albums, we had major labels, you know, all the things you, you strive for, we had already done that, in a group called Baby Grand, among others, and now we're getting into our late 20s, into their 30s, and like, I don't know, we need something to fall back on, and... Uh, we we did this show, and I remember uh, I can't remember the place much, but we finished, and I thought, wow, this could work. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Really, I really felt that, and it was a, we were very much a dance. We we're doing this reggae ska thing. Everybody was dancing, and we I just had this feeling that something was going right. Do you finally. remember where it was in Levittown? I do not. Well. Yeah. At Maddie's, M A D D I N. Go ahead. You know we had. <laughs> Why do you know Levittown? I, that's where I grew up. Oh. So I was just wondering. I mean, I, well, next well, time I, you talk to Dave, ask him. I, yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. And actually, quick shout out though. We only did one night there, and I didn't even know if it lasted much longer. But then our boot camp was a place called Vernon's, and Vernon's was a little bar, and we played there constantly. I mean, four or five nights a week. Well, this is special because Kathy believes one of you is her father. So, <laughs> uh, Don't look at me. And that's <laughs> that's why know, she's at. It's, it's <laughs> Rob, that you say that you were you're approaching yeah. your 30s and thinking, okay, we, this, yeah, this is the last shot. We had not long ago, we had Everclear in here. So Art Alexak, as the you know the lead singer and the songwriter of the band, was like when when they hit, uh, Art was already into his 30s, yeah, maybe yeah. his mid or, or even late 30s, and and they were positioning this as this new band and they're hitting. And he's like, new band, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busting my butt for ages to try to yeah. get this, and it finally happened. So you yeah. guys were reaching that point, or maybe you specifically, Rob, where it was like, okay, uh, we one are. more shot, and then i got to get a job, I you know? Really yeah. That, that's how it happens, though, a lot of times, yeah. and, and it's the advice that I've given of any, uh, I doubt much of it has been useful to anybody, but I, I do say that you always... When you eliminate those safety nets and you, you know, and you have that sort of, ah, well, I got this. If you just say, I'm gone, I, I got, and you guys were heading, you were at the end of that, uh, out on the wire without a net, and it clicked. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. That's really the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And here we are, 40 <laughs> plus years later. It's a matter of finding the right people. Well, the people that, that you gel with, you know, it's I mean, absolutely. you, you can be incredibly people. talented, but somebody else can bring things out of you, you it's know? It's the people, it's the time, it's yeah. the community. You know, yep. Philadelphia had, had an amazing live music community at yeah. that point. You know what we hear, and, and people will, whenever they know you guys are going to be on the show or whatever, in whatever iteration, that the, the the high schools and the shows that you've done meant so much to the historical pop culture fiber of this area. Right. Do you have fond recollections of that, or was we, it? We meet people every day, literally yeah. every day. You played my high school. We, I mean, we did play a lot, but yeah. it's literally every high school in the tri-state area. Wow, <laughs> comes up to us. And, well, actually, you were a big part. I mean, the station had this contest. Yeah. Um, a couple things at MMR. One yeah. of the first things was Emerald City. We did a live radio broadcast. Played all you zombies, and everyone's like, "Oh, that song," which we didn't. We had no idea that was kind of a throwaway song for us. Yeah. Uh, and then people have started to react, and then we did the school spirit contest, which you guys, you know, initiated, and everybody wrote in for this free concert, and it was wildfire after that. That is awesome. Well, listen, one one of the reasons, I mean, you guys have the tour going on, you got all these shows coming in, but Rob, there's one I wanted to talk to you specifically. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I, told, I, I was talking to Nick, and I'm like, man, I, ma- I made an observation about a song the other day. Never did I put this... Ne- this hit me in a moment as I was listening to a song. I was like, oh, okay. By the way, none of us, at least I don't know. I haven't know, told them I don't know what, know, what this, this was about. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if I can get in touch with Rob Hyman. Nick, do you think we could do that? And he's like, well, they got shows coming up. Why don't we interview? I'm like, okay, yeah, and I can ask him about... This may go nowhere. 
But you co-wrote what I consider to be, and many do, one of the greatest love songs ever written, which is Time After Time with Cindy Lauper. Okay, so it was on the radio the other day. Still just has that impact to yeah. this day. And I made an observation. I'm going to play the song from the beginning a little bit. Right. And I'm going to tell you guys what I picked up on. All right. And all right. rob them. And, uh, no, no. It's I'm not, scared. No, no, not at all. It's, it's a cool thing, I think. So this is... Obviously, the song that we all know and have tried to sing in karaoke many times. But while listening to the beginning of this, I realized something. You hear the simulated hi-hat, the um, the drum machine. Is that supposed to be a ticking clock? Could be. Because ah! <laughs> she, she, the, the lyric is, you know, the, the second hand unwinds, and I'm like, and I hear it goes through the entire song. Do you hear it? I do. Yeah, I didn't make that connection, but I, I'm like, well, that's that's a clock. That is. Will you confirm or deny? Uh, uh, confirm. Yeah. It's what we call a shaker. It's a little shaker. Yeah, yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. my buddy Eric here, who plays all those beautiful guitars and everything, uh, was all programmed on yeah, the Lindrum. Uh, Lindrum. Yeah. yeah. Drum machine, which Classic. was the 80s sound. Yep. And actually, can thank Eric for I that part. I actually don't believe that we ever those, it was ever mentioned in the studio that there was a connection between the ticking clock and that. I think it was just one of those synergistic things that it just happened. That happened. So that was what I was curious about. If that was done by production intent, you're like, okay, this song has a time uh, theme to it. Let's put this ticking in. It here. was the song's intent. Okay. Ah, yeah. It revealed no, itself, like they say, right. with, uh, when you're carving it in, in stone or sculpting away, it's that there. Which is not David. You're right. just revealing. There we go. I yeah. love that. Yeah, okay. I mean, it just felt good and sounded good. I don't think we sat down and say we need a ticking clock. Because actually, if you follow the song down, real drums come in. Anton Fig yeah. plays. Oh, the Anton drummer. Fig! Yeah. Wow. He's David on the Lederman. record, and he does what we call a side stick on the chorus. He yes. Click, click. Yeah. And to me, that's even more clock-like. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just really the whole song had this life of its own. Actually, that rim knock reminds me a little bit of, of Zombies, and I thought maybe that, yes. that if David was influenced by that or vice versa. Well, it's David great... had already been doing that for years. Yeah. Yeah, David right. invented right. that. <laughs> well, aside from he the beat it to death. Guys. Okay. 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 Anyway, yes. Anton Fick oh, was, was Letterman's I, drummer for yeah. a long yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Most dangerous yeah. band, yeah. yeah. So, I, I just think I, that song still is just so beautiful and so right. wonderful to hear. And and I love discovering new things about a song that's forty years old that I never really had put together. And that's what's wonderful about great songs. You still have these little things to learn about them, All the time. even if it wasn't mm, the intention. Right. Uh, it still has a like you said a synergy to it. Does it serve as because you guys have written your share of, of just timeless songs? Do, do they serve as a, sort of scrapbooks for you in a way because they put you back in in a time and it's like looking through old photos when you hear a song that you you know. Can you, does it come with a whole con, you know context of, of uh, thoughts and where you were at that moment? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I would have to imagine. You sink a lot into it, right? Yeah, I mean, those are those are the stories of our lives. Yeah. And then we do find photos from back then, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my hair. Yeah. And I think there's certain moments, too. You know, the records, people hear the records and the songs, and we always say, we call it the 10-minute song. Oh, yeah, we sat and wrote that in 10 minutes. Well, yeah. the reality is that most of them take hours and weeks and months, and mm-hmm. especially in the studio. 
And when you find uh, like a certain overdub or a certain part that brings a record together, or plays a solo, or I do an accordion thing, those are the moments that really stand out. Like, remember yeah. that? Otherwise, it's it's kind of a blur because you're just in there pushing like it's a, it's your day gig, you know? You do right, right. Eric, did you write um, one of us, uh, or did you co-write that with? I wrote that myself. So um, while we have you here, and we're asking specific questions about specific <laughs> songs. Um, I love the beginning of that song because it's kind of a quiet intro, and then the band kicks in, and and the music really takes off. Was that um, deliberate to sort of start it off a little bit slower, and 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 then have the drums and the the rest of the band play? Well, yeah, I mean that's my my original demo of that with with me singing like the guy from the Crash Test Dummies because that's the <laughs> you got to hear that. <laughs> I actually have I actually recorded him singing one of us which is which is amazing. No kidding, yeah. Brad Brad Roberts. Yeah. Yes. But um you know that's how that's just how I wrote it and I wrote it because Sarah my my wife who was had just moved over from Sweden just said show me how you record something on that four track cassette recorder and like I had that riff which I had played at Rob's on, on his guitar, and thank God he had rec- recorded on a cassette because I would have forgotten it. Mm-hmm. I had the riff, so I put together a little track. I had a keyboard that does what Pro Tools does. Right. I was able to program some drums and a bass, and I re- put that on two of the four tracks, and then she said, sing it. And I said, okay, I hit record and literally sang the whole song. So that That's was wild. a four-minute song. Wow. <clears throat> Eric, do you think any, uh, any hit songs have gotten away from you because you didn't have a chance to record it right then and there? Ooh, so many. Really? <laughs> For me. I've just been thinking about that because, well, sometimes you dream a song. I uh-huh. mean, you dream a riff. I've had dreams where it was like I hit on the radio. I'm listening to the most amazing song. And I wake up and I go, wow, what was that? And I will literally find, now it's my phone or a wire. Right, I'm trying right. to sing something into it. But um, if you don't document it, uh, back then it was the Walkman, now it's the phone. We don't really notate. I don't really read or write music. We just, it's all in our brains. Right. So if you don't remember it, and sometimes you'll have this great riff that you're sure you're going to remember, <sighs> and you don't. <laughs> oh, my God. You mentioned the phone. Who, who was it? Was it, in, uh, one of, was it from uh, Metallica? Uh, uh, had oh yeah, had a collection of Kirk Hammett, thirty yeah. or forty songs Lost in everything. progress, gone, uh, yeah. gone. Yep. It's uh, the and I, it might have been like one of those uh, MTV. I, don't, I wouldn't even call it a commercial. It was probably like a, a promo, but it was um, it was with Keith Richards. How he wrote was it Satisfaction? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and he was drunk. He or was something drunk. He fell passed out completely. For, forgot that he had even played it. And when he got up the next morning and played the tape back, that was yep. it. Was the riff for satisfaction? Like <laughs> legendary. That's yeah. a good one. We right. should all be so I, lucky. Honestly, I would like to hear that tape. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a great story. But I would like some physical evidence. Would it be wild <laughs> if that when he's drunk, he's completely like, uh, "Hi, I'm Keith Richards," because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he appears drunk all the time anyway. That, but uh, no, that 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 is uh, that's that's wild. The the um, you know, with with the state of touring now and and everything. Obviously, when you were touring then, you had I assume larger equipment, but everything can be contained and whittled down. Is is the touring process just as arduous, or do you are you sleeker and leaner and meaner when you go out for a big tour? Uh, good question. The production is more streamlined for sure. Right. And we we just got back from Europe. Most of our stuff is overseas, and particularly Germany. We, I think we did thirty shows in Germany alone. And most of our crew, except for our trusted monitor engineer Turk, shout out to Turk, um, is all is all German as well. And they they have our whole setup together, so it's that's very streamlined. What's <laughs> not is 
the, the act of touring. Oh, yeah. You get on a plane, you get on a bus, you get, you drive, you get in a car, you, you eat, you sleep, you do whatever you can do to get that, to the That's show. the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not traveling by private jet or anything. <laughs> so, you know, that's arduous. I mean, and at yeah. our age, it becomes a challenge. And honestly, we, we met the challenge, but... The production stuff is really, we have a top-notch crew, and they really make it happen. So well, what's more difficult than, uh, is it the, the act of touring, or is it uh, listening to Pierre Robert's acceptance speech at the <laughs> Walk of Fame <laughs> ceremony? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, no, he will, he insists. <laughs> it's not as long as people remember it. I think it's still going on. <laughs> Can I ask when, when yeah, we're done? <laughs> when you are touring and, and you're, let's say, in Germany, where you know obviously they speak another language, are, are there fans out there that actually don't speak English and uh, just love the music for for what it is and don't even know what you guys are singing about? I think they all know what we're singing about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there are a few. Most most of our fans do speak very good English. Yeah, there's the occasional fan who stumbles. Over their words, trying to communicate with us. So we, we had a band in here, gosh, a couple of few years ago, Kaleo, and they're from uh, Iceland. Mm-hmm. And there's a song on their first album that is completely Icelandic. I have no, and I have, like, I, I listen to it quite often. I don't know what, but I sing phonetically along with it. I have no idea what they're saying. I don't know what the song is about. So I wasn't sure if you guys had had, uh, you know, Run-ins with fans that like, right. actually don't even speak the language. Well, you know, we're lucky here because um, English is our first language. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. over there, they really are mostly fluent. Unless you get out into the countryside or, you know, we'll check into a little hotel and they're like, forget it. Yeah. And our German is, we can get by. We sing a fair amount in German. We wrote a song in German, speaking oh. of Icelandic. But um, we... Want to hear it? We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, all right, we'll do yeah. it a second. G? In G. In yeah. G, Okay. Pissing in the rhyme. Yeah. Well, that's for the Americans. You have to, you have to qualify that. The title is in English. Oh. <laughs> is it pissing in the rhyme? It is pissing in the rhyme. Oh. We, I don't know, one day, it was really one of the strangest, strangest experiences we've ever had because it's like third grade German, but we started thinking around. Eric's very fluent. I'm struggling forever yeah. with other languages, but he's, he's the man. But we had this idea, and this guy's drunk. He broke up with his girlfriend. He's drinking. He, drinking beer and wine. Of course, you have to have the beer in there. A big grossen beer, big beer. And he's pissing in the rhyme. So that we, we kept the title and then we worked with our fans and promoter overseas. We said, hey, what is our German good? And what about the title? You know, is, is that offensive? And they're like, well, no, I think it's pretty good. And now we play it. People are rocking out. The drag is, ironically, that they're having a severe drought over there. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has been paying attention, we, we were happening more now than when we were there. But the Rhine River 
is very low, and they have a lot of shipping. It's their main river, so I'm a little like okay. It's because they, they need that piss now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More people go piss in the river. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Panama Canal now. Yeah. You gotta yeah. raise the levels. Well, we're good on the radio with all. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have a pissing on the Rhine cruise. <laughs> yes, Viking. Well, we, we've got our, our next guest. We're gonna talk to in a moment on the line. Is, do you guys want to play a part of another song real quick for us, potentially before you get out of here? Or uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, what can top that? I don't know. <laughs> How about taking a jump good. in the Seine? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you, I knew someone would go. We mean it with all, you know, severe. No, absolutely. I understand. Absolutely. Uh, the Hooters are going to be performing uh, on Friday night in Quakertown. What's the venue in Quakertown? Quakertown's fun. We played it last year for the first time. It's Univest Performance Center. It's a okay. it's an amphitheater. There's um, some reserve seating which is sold out, but there's a big lawn. So come on out. They set up all kinds of. It's, I want to say beer garden because that's where we just came from. But there's all kinds of different facilities. Nice. It's a big party outside, and we we did it last year. and We had a blast. And as soon as we finished, they said, "Can you come back next year?" And mm-hmm. so they do a series of maybe six shows, and this is the finale on Friday night. So, was that a couple days? Wow, we better get yeah. <laughs> What the hell are you doing here? Uh, uh, it's fun. It's and a- then Cape May, the night, the next night, and that's sold out. It is. Um, and then, but then you're coming back for the, the, the official, this is the 40th uh, the Keswick, tour. yeah. That's yep. our, that's, we, those are the homecoming shows. You know, you I love usually it. wrap the, the year. We do a weekend of shows in, in the fall, and that's a blast. And those shows, we always kind of work up. Some old material, some stuff we haven't played in a while. You know, the, the hardcore fans are coming there each time. So we have to up the game a little bit. Right. But uh, all these gigs are really, it's great to be back. And like we said, great to be playing again. Keswick shows are on the uh, 4th and 5th of November. So get those tickets. You can do it at HootersMusic.com. I'm sure we've got links on PrestonAceive.com yes. if you want to go over there uh, too. But, dude, it's great to see you guys. It's wonderful to have you here again. Thank, Thank you for coming you. by in this morning. In the flesh. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the best. Uh, so uh, enjoy all the right. shows, and we'll see you soon, okay? You Eric Bazin, yeah. that all day. <laughs> all right. Our next guest is ready to go. And uh, yes, I do want to mention this before we go to him because we announced a contest and I'm not even sure if he is aware of this or not, but it is a return of the Preston and Steve Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. Now, we've had two people come in and face off from time to time that feel that they know anything and everything about a certain subject. We've done uh, the MCU. We've done the Rocky films. Yes. Uh, we did the Harry Potter universe. Very intense. Now, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the subject. So, if you know all about the show, if you feel that you are indeed the expert in the Delaware Valley. Not a passing interest. And you want to go head-to-head against someone else here in our studio, you can go to PrestonCC.com now and get signed up. We're going to do this next week. The winner will get a meet-and-greet and VIP tickets for... The Always Sunny Podcast Live, Monday, September 9th, 19th at, the, at uh, the Met in Philadelphia. And that comes with parking and bar and all this great stuff. So make sure that you do not tread lightly into this. You need yes. to know your stuff. We're going to put you through the paces. All right. And our next guest is on to promote Welcome to Wrexham. The two-episode series premiere is tonight, 10 o'clock on FX. 
Um, and we have watched. You guys watched. All, I watched all three. First, yeah, the same. the three episodes. I've I've got to finish the first episode, but it is fantastic. It really it is. is so well done. Welcome to Wrexham. And this is kind of the theme. Please welcome our friend, Mr. Rob McElhinney. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, sir. Uh, yeah, dude, so uh, it's on tonight. We're, thank you for the, the advanced screeners. It is, dude, Rob, it's so impressive. It is so well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been, a, it's been a, a long journey so far, um, but uh, we're really proud of the show. And it's got such, a, such an incredible reception. Um, everybody... That 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 watches it seems to really dig it, and uh, the reviews are like a hundred percent, which is always feels good. Yeah. But most importantly to us, um, we had a, a bunch of screenings for the for the people of the town, and it just went over really well. There were so many oh. laughs and tears, and you know we really wanted to get it right for them. So my wife and I watched the episodes back to back yesterday. We sat down, and it's just it it is addictive, and it's but it's hitting everything in such a wonderful way. And as I'm watching this. It's also kind of a uh, a nice uh, tutorial for the the neophyte uh, football or soccer fan, however you want to refer to it. Uh, it gets you an idea of how the system works, the pitfalls, and stuff that we're not familiar with. And uh, and this town, these people, these legitimate, uh, you know, working class people, and where this this sport, this this team means so much to them. And you you frame it, you know, in in. Um, the context of your relationship with the the Eagles and so on and so forth, and what it means to Philadelphians, and it's just it just hits all the right notes. And I don't know, um, you know, uh, the 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 group that uh, is producing it for you, but it just looks. I said to my wife, it's everything we love about Ted Lasso, but it's a real, it's a real situation. It's a real team. It's not like this is a scripted thing that you can bend it to whatever way you want it to go. Reality will determine how this plays out. Yeah, that's the scariest part of all of it. Yeah, is that yeah. we don't know how it's going to end. In fact, Sudeikis, um, who plays Ted uh, Lasso, came to one of our games uh, at Wembley this year, and he was just laughing at us because he's like, "Look, man, I, I know how my show is going to end every year. <laughs> you guys have no idea what's going to happen." Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, just in the very beginning, the whole endeavor. I wanted to make sure that we were making. I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to call it football because I don't want to get stabbed when no. I get back over to Wales. I, I understood. Yeah, um, but just in the very beginning, I wanted to make a documentary that was not about football so that anybody could sit down and, and watch it and enjoy it. And I wanted to make it about working-class people and their love for for sport, but really their love for community. Well, you, you and certainly... And you, if you notice in the first two episodes, you don't really even see a football game until the end of the second episode. No. Yeah, you really you really touch on note, that note from the very beginning. Part of that going back to uh, your original home in South Philly, mm. which was pretty wild. When you guys went in there, and it's cool to see your dad, too, because we know him. Um, when, when you guys went in that house... <clears throat> Was it is it up for sale or when you were there or, or vacant when you visited? No, no, no. There was a, there was an occupant and he was kind kind enough to to let us uh, to let us take a tour through it. It wow. was like a time capsule. I mean, yeah. it really nothing had changed. Nothing nothing had changed in there. It was it was fascinating. What I love is you lead your own son into the room where you shared <laughs> uh-huh. with your brother, which is basically a, a glorified closet. Uh, I've had my share of those, and and um, you know. Uh, and putting it in context, it's it, it's great. It's nostalgic, but that whole thing about about um, the community and the familial sense of of celebrating a team and 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 with the the, the people who live in Rex and there's a there's a painter who's kind of going through a, a split in his marriage and he, he loves his kids and he's kind of juggling this. So the one thing, the thing that really 
gets him through is the love of this team and the hope of 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 winning uh, matches and all of that. And and those stories, uh, Rob, just really are literally tear jerking because you know. You know how much it means. It's like the whole purpose of what you're trying to do, you and and uh, and Ryan are, are are trying to give them back what they had because they speak so nostalgically of the heyday of this team. How did you go through the process of of honing down the specific townspeople you would focus in on? Yeah, I mean, we we started identifying people early on, and it was difficult because there are so many great people and so many great stories and so many great characters. But the thing that I, I kept keying in on was who reminds me of the people I grew up with? Because that's, that's going to be where our emotional core is. And that's what's going to be fun and funny. And it's also going to be heartbreaking and it's going to be full of triumph and, and tragedy. And that's what this show should be. And Sean Winters is a great example. He's that, the painter I was talking about. I grew up with that guy. I mean, he's my uncle. He's my cousin. He's my friend. He's somebody who I just know, and it, and that that's those are the kinds of people that we started really keying keying in on. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, the, the Sean Winter's story is is like so many others. I, I, like Steve, I got choked up a couple of times, you know, in in one of the episodes featuring him. Um, I, I think Rob, one of the things that uh, is part of this story and part of this documentary is, um, and you guys addressed it early on, but maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit why Wrexham in the first place. Like, why was it this city? Why was this the football franchise that you and Ryan Reynolds were going to buy and really help to turn that franchise around and help turn that town around, hopefully? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for the same reason. As over the pandemic, um, I just I started watching. You know, there was no sports on, and I'm a, I'm a sports junkie. And uh, when the Eagles weren't playing or the Phillies weren't playing or the Sixers weren't playing, I just started watching documentaries, and I started getting into old games, and I was watching old Anything I could find, and and soccer, I always call it soccer now for our American audience. <laughs> soccer was the sport. <laughs> They're not listening to this in Wales. Uh, sorry, guys. I know you have a big reach, but <laughs> so uh, I just started getting really invested in what these clubs m- meant to their communities, and I just couldn't help but think, wow. Especially once you found you find out about what the system of promotion and relegation is. That's mm-hmm. just ineffable. It just does not exist. In no, it's insane. Yeah, the idea that you can get kicked out of the league if you lose uh, and, and, and promoted into a league above you if you win. And what can happen is you can have these old clubs that have these storied histories that start this free fall. And they can wind up in bankruptcy. And that's what happened here with this club. So when we were looking for a, a, a club, because I just thought it would be fascinating to, to be, become a part of something like this, um, I wanted to find a community that I could identify with, and Wrexham was that. Um, I loved in the uh, the beginning when you and uh, Ryan have to get on a Zoom call, and you've got to make your pitch to the powers that be. Uh, and the attitude coming back is just kind of like, um, yeah, we don't care that you're movie stars and TV stars. <laughs> what are you going to do for this team? Uh, and I, I could tell your legitimate uh, nervousness. It wasn't showing like you were, you know, frazzled or anything like that. But it was, um, you, you were taking that that meeting very seriously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I because I knew uh, what the stakes were for them. I knew I know I know what it feels like to care so much uh, about about something. I mean, yeah. that, that's the thing is like you can you can take football, soccer out of the equation and and really put in anything, whatever it is that that a community rallies around. And sport is just a great it's just a a, a a great reason for people to commune and to get together and and, and talk and. 
have no, that... fun and go through pain. And, and that's what we keep trying to push is and what we're really finding is that when we're showing it to audiences, um, women seem to like it even just as much, if not more than the men. And some of the feedback we got from some of the men were that they were, uh, they were upset. And I said, what, why are you upset? And they said, because you made me cry in front of my, <laughs> my kid. No, in fact, there are two, uh, there are two women who, uh, appear in the, uh, the first, uh, three episodes that we've seen. And they're wonderful, and they are they, they they show that the connection to this team and the importance of this team to Wrexham is so profound that these women who you would expect to be talking about the knitting club that they belong to are all about football and all about what you know team acquisitions and all of that. So it shows the different levels that it operates on. But again, you, you, at that core. The, the the working people, as you know, and I, I've I've had opportunities to sort of paraphrase. It's a wonderful life in a in a couple of interviews recently. The, you know that that Jimmy Stewart talks about. These are the people that do the living and the dying and the paying of the bills and all of the things that make a community and a town live and and hopefully thrive. And so um, that there is, I mean, you don't want to say that you know you're saving the world, but this town is a microcosm for something I think we all experience, and it just plays out beautifully. So again. Uh, kudos to you and the way you guys uh, are depicting this. We don't know how it's going to play out, but uh, we are very encouraged, at least, you know, right now, and things look pretty good. Yeah, well, one of the things that was really important to us was that we wanted to make sure that we weren't coming in and saying, hey, we're we're here to save the town. That, right. was, never, that was never the intention. It was, look, we have been so fortunate. You know, obviously, I grew up in a, in a working-class environment, as did Ryan. And, and we're so fortunate that we were able to, because of the strong infrastructure and support of community that we had, was go out and do exactly what we wanted to do with our lives. And we realized how lucky and fortunate we are. And so we want to look for opportunities in which we can give back. But that doesn't mean just writing checks and saying, oh, look at us. It's more about going to them and saying, what is it that you need? How can we help you achieve your goals? And that's what we've been trying to do all the way through. Hey, Rob, I'm curious about uh, what you found out about uh, Wrexham, the team and the fans and the town that's kind of unique unto their own, not unlike going to an Eagles game. If you go regularly, you kind of learn the ropes about what you can and what you can't do, or you need to know the Eagles fight song or there's certain things that people do. Is there anything that you're finding out yet that's specific to Wrexham? Oh, yes. They all sing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody sings. Okay. All the, the, the toughest blue collar. Well, when I say tough, I mean, think Philly, like Northeast, South Philly, Kenzo tough, like, like that kind of guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. They sing. Everybody sings. It's a huge part of the Welsh, Welsh culture. Okay. And I, I had somebody describe to me what it is to, to be Welsh. And he said, it's to be born with the fist of a warrior and the heart of a poet. Ah. I thought, man, that's just so beautiful to hear coming from, like, the toughest hands you've, <laughs> you've ever seen. Like, you know, like, this guy has, like, beat himself into the ground to make money for his family. And he goes to the football games and he sings the entire the entire game. It's really quite beautiful. Nice. So the series, uh, Welcome to Wrexham, it really begins around 2020, you know, sort of in the height of the pandemic. And... Uh, then progresses, I assume, Rob, over the next couple of years. And and last year, in 2021, we were all chatting a, a lot about Wrexham coming to Philadelphia and having a, an exhibition match against the Union. And um, there are moments in this documentary where I think people are, are being filmed and they didn't quite know maybe that the documentary was actually being filmed at the same time. When we were having those conversations last year about Wrexham coming to play in Philly, were we being filmed as a part of, <laughs> as a part of this documentary? 
Yeah, you know, I've got cameras everywhere. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I've got cameras everywhere all, right. all the time. So you'll see. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, what's, what's very cool is that, um, you know, you're... I. I I'm I'm glad be, we would have loved for that event to have taken place, but I, I think it, it's all happening uh, appropriately. And yeah. now, and now this is an honesty. We obviously uh, we would not. Well, listen, you're 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 a dear friend, but this is really quality television. This is a really well done series. Agreed. And for anyone who has even a passing interest in Ted Lasso or would like a step a point to step off and sort of understand what this means. Uh, to uh, the these people and over in Europe and why the sport is so huge, uh, and here obviously we have the union. This is a great a great way to to do it. So yep. you know, I, I think it's going to be a huge hit in and of itself. Agreed. Yeah, it, it feels like it's it's playing very very well, and and uh, and I I truly believe you, you don't have to be a football fan to to enjoy it. No. Um, however, I think it's going to make a lot of, of football fans um, just simply because you start caring and. And, and loving this team because it's impossible not to. Hey, Rob, uh, we're not too far off a couple weeks from uh, the uh, Always Sunny podcast uh, at the Met, uh, September 18th and 19th. As of now, do you guys know what you're going to do that night, or is it just going to, we're just going to find out what happens? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of uh, <laughs> just sort of flying by the seat of our pants. That's been the uh, that's been the overriding principle of the podcast so far, and it seems to be working. So I think we're just going to come out and see if we can put on a good show. Nice. Excellent. All right, well, we're all set. We're doing this contest, uh, a battle of the experts to see who knows most about Always Sunny in the area, and we're going to give them the VIP hookup, and they'll get to meet you guys and stuff, so people are getting excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, we've done a few of those and would they beat us every time oh really people know so much more about my show than i do <laughs> yeah likewise <laughs> all right well listen congrats on the on the doc and just reminding people that uh, welcome to rexham you can catch it tonight premieres 10 p.m it's really really visually emotionally humor all of that is there uh, and it's on FX, and then it starts streaming on Hulu, I think, tomorrow. Right, tomorrow, yeah. Uh, yep. and, and then each episode is going to come out uh, weekly after that. Um, I'm not sure what days of the week, but nonetheless, they'll be available weekly. You'll be able to grab them. So, all right, dude, excellent. We'll see you in a few weeks, okay? Great. Thank you guys so much. You rock. You're the best. You yeah. are the best. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Yeah. Rob McLeany. Yeah. Always sunny in Philadelphia, of course. All right, and with that, we're taking a break, I think. Yeah. All right, we will come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Don't forget, secret text word, chance for you to win tickets to see the Phils and Reds play tonight. Jackie Bam Bam will be there. It's Mummer's Night. Text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Preston and Steve show, put their show page right up top. See the latest Preston and Steve t-shirt designs in the rock shop. Watch daily Rush videos. Or want to hear Preston and Steve podcasts first? Totally your call. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. All right, bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, brought to you this morning by the Landis Theater and uh, the Dead Daisies with special guest Enough's Enough. Playing Wednesday, September 7th at the Landis Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale now at thelandistheater.com or you can visit the Dead Daisies 
Com. We'll start with this story. An escaped bull went running through the streets of an Israeli city before wandering into a bank and charging through the hallways of the building. A video captured a bank Lumi, uh, Limu, or Lumi, I guess is how you say it. This bank Lumi in the city of Lod shows the bull running through the hallways of the building Monday morning while a group of employees chase after it and attempt to get a lasso ah! around his neck. <laughs> Wow. Representatives said a city-employed veterinarian was summoned to the scene and shot the bull with a tranquilizer dart once it was back outside the building. Was it simply a representative from Merrill Lynch? Maybe it was, and they had some investment opportunities. (laughs) Uh, The bull was safely returned to its owner. Officials said no injuries were reported during the incident and no serious damage was caused to the building. I've had a, actually, I've stumbled across several bull stories. I'll have one for you tomorrow as well. A St. Petersburg man was arrested after exposing himself at a Taco Bell late Saturday night. This is my penis. The St. Petersburg Police Department said that Christopher Verstraten crawled through the drive through window of Taco Bell all while completely naked. Oh, you run a risk with that. That's, uh, yeah. Things can get caught. That's a tight squeeze Absolutely. going Absolutely. Uh, police said the suspect then began lying on the kitchen floor, refusing to leave. Mm, this is so cool down here. Uh, Verstraten was arrested shortly after on a charge of exposure of sexual organs. And there's taco fixings all over the place. All right, I love this story. At the end of May, U.S. Navy amphibious transport dock USS Arlington arrived in a Greek city. Now, I'm going to try to pronounce this. All right. There's a lot of letters in, in Greek cities. Give it your best. Alexandropoli. Alex- okay. Alexandropoli uh, for a port call. Now. They come, port calls when they come in, they, yep. they stay there for a little bit and then they leave. So the 1,500 officers and enlisted Marines aboard the ship spent three days in the northeastern Greek city. And during their stay, they reportedly ate all of the entire city's eggs. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. They ate all of Alexander Pulley's eggs. Uh, Giorgios Alavantas, a restaurant owner, said 6,000 to 7,000 eggs were eaten during one day of the visit. In other words, he said, we don't have eggs. We don't have eggs. He said, I serve six. Nothing! (laughs) I have 16 different types of meat at my restaurant, and they tried them all. That's one damn egg. The visit by sailors and Marines comes amid expanding cooperation between the U.S. and Greek militaries. But I thought wow, that, that they cleaned an entire city out of all their eggs. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wonder what dishes they were having. Were they just having straight up eggs? Oh no. Are there any uh, Greek dishes that are egg centric? I assume egg centric. Egg centric. I mean, a lot of their dishes I feel like have eggs in them, but I don't okay. know if it's yeah. Okay. Uh, Spanakopita. The two top officials of Hungary's meteorological service were fired Monday after an inaccurate rain forecast prompted the postponement of a fireworks display on the country's most important national holiday. I didn't know you could fire them. So they fired them. Uh, the firings of the head of, and deputy head of the National Meteorological Service prompted accusations of political interference from Hungary's from Hungary's nationalist government. Wow! Uh, the annual St. Stephen's Day fireworks show along the Danube River in Budapest, billed as the largest display in Europe, was called off Saturday afternoon because the forecast said extreme weather was likely around the 9 p.m. start time. But by evening, the storms had not materialized in the capital. But the show, which typically draws more than a million spectators, already had been rescheduled for the next week due to safety concerns. The fire weather chief, uh, Cornelia Reddix, 
had served in her post since 2013, and her deputy, Gulia Horvath, uh, since 2016. While the minister did not provide a reason doesn't look good, Gulia. for the dismissals, the meteorological service had received harsh criticism in Hungary's government-aligned media, which charged that the service's gravel, gravely wrong forecast had caused a needless postponement of the fireworks display, so they fired them for that. On the plus side, we have loads of eggs. We yeah, let yeah. Stop by Greece. <laughs> All right, so uh, in France, after a 25-minute video showing inmates... At the Fresnes prison, competing in go-karting and other tasks in the prison courtyard surfaced on YouTube. That sounds fun. I was just thinking that. I want to go to French jail. A political controversy broke out. The jail competitions were known as the uh, Colantes, a parody of the French reality TV program Les Adventures de Colanta. Present activities. Which use the survivor <laughs> model. And the inmates of the second largest French jail are seen uh, indulging in reality television themed games, including go-karting. And the justice ministry is being uh, pressed to explain why. Uh, All right. Rapists over here. Murderers over here. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like shirts and <laughs> yeah, skins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, Eric Dupont. I've done both. Where do I go? Eric Dupont Moretti, the minister of justice, called the movie, the film Shocking. And he reportedly had his Ministry of Communications Division approve the project and watch the movie before it aired to make sure that there were no security issues. Nevertheless, he reportedly ordered an internal investigation and described the movie as shocking. Shockingly good? Uh, the fight against reoffending involves rehabilitating prisoners, but certainly doesn't involve go-karting, he well, said. Well, that's something that the prison system has never tried, is, is to train convicts to become reality show contestants. Yeah, you never know. Might I mean, you try to teach, teach them a trade, but how many license plates can you make? It could be a skill they use lo- right? on the other side, yeah. All right, and then finally, we'll end with this one. On Friday afternoon, a disgruntled customer was arrested after throw, uh, throwing what law enforcement officials described as a temper tantrum in a smoothie shop near Fredericksburg, Virginia. Well, smoothie shops are one of the most chill places you can find. I agree. I would be, not, I would be completely gruntled. 33-year-old Kiona Lewis uh, was unhappy with the smoothie she received at the Tropical Smoothie Cafe. It's a bit too smooth. And threatened to beat the employees who had served it to her. I'm going to murder every (laughs) one of you. Lewis allegedly continued by screaming at other staff in the store, going behind the counter and shoving an employee before being pulled away by a companion. And before leaving the store, Lewis swiped four smoothies from the counter across the floor and... no. Tossed 14 snickerdoodle cookies into the trash. Oh, man. Now, that's just And people talked about Charles Manson. No employees were injured during the incident. You remember that place? I forget where it was. This place of Maniac. I think it was called World Peace or something like that. You go in and you get one of those smoothies, you know, and you make them yourself. It's like 100 bucks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just way overpriced. Debbie's located in Rest of Lewis in a parking lot nearby, and she'd been charged with assault and battery as well as destruction of property for going crazy in the smoothie shop. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Yes, Gaff. I just want to go back to the Greek thing for a second. <laughs> uh, you looked at me, um, I think, because uh, my sister-in-law is Greek, so I often have a lot of Greek food. You and know. you've been there, right? Uh, I have not been to Greece. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you always correct me on Greek city I, I only know because my sister-in-law, she, yeah. she's okay. Greek. She has a house over there. She, you know, lived there. And so I eat Greek food. But I feel like sometimes you ask, you know, about Greek eggs. Sometimes I think they just put Greek in front of it. Like I was like, one day I was over her house. I was like, what is that? She's like, oh, it's Greek coffee. I'm like, 
Okay. It's coffee. Uh, it's coffee. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. There, I think there is some little thing to it, but like I could easily see her be like, well, no, this is Greek eggs. I will tell you what That's I Greek love. Chicken. I love Greek pizza, which is like if you go if you go to um, like a Mystic Pizza, the, the famous movie, the, the pizza they serve there is Greek style pizza. Here, Nick found a uh, Greek dish called Staka Miyayaga. Yeah. And uh, that's the, the main ingredient. Stakamiyaka? And that's number two on this list yeah, or whatever this list is. And you number two, stakamakayaka. This is the most popular egg dishes in Greece. Number one, the omelet. Oh. See, <laughs> well, you, oh, it's Greek omelet. Yeah. 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 Oh, Greek omelet. Yeah. See? Yeah. There you go. It's just an That's omelet. Greek toast. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, Casey, red onion, which is you find in a lot of... Mm, used a yum. lot of Greek food. Oh. Yeah. Red, Red onion. Yum. <laughs> Got that out of the way for today. Red onion. Yum. <laughs> okay. We all up to speed on Greek eggs? Yeah. yeah. All right. We, we fixed it. Now we need a secret text word caller, please, Kathy. Uh, I'm going to go with 10. Oh. Ah, double it's digits. 10, 10. All right. 10. All right, we'll take the 10th caller, 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text where we got the prize over here for you. Get a random text or give that away as well. When we return, more winning because we have a lesson question about today's program. And uh, we have the Trash and Music News, too. Stay put. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve Show, uh, the Wednesday morning edition. And Wednesdays mean a secret text word. Yeah. It means we need to get a winner. So we were looking for caller number 10. We have caller number 10. It happens to be Rob. So we're going to go to Rob right now. Good morning, Rob. Yo. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. There it is. <laughs> All right, Rob, what is the secret text word? Feathers. That's what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. You got it, Rob. Hang on. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to get your info. We are going to give you tickets to see the Phils and the Reds play tonight. And it is Mummer Night tonight. We also want to give tickets to William Weber uh, from Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. And he got the tickets, too. During the game, Jackie Bam Bam will be performing with the Fanatic on the field after the fifth inning. So he's going to come out in his outfit and do his thing. Love it. And nobody does it bigger than, than Jackie. No way. No way. I mean, he's won the, he's won the, the, the gold medal several times. He can't, he's honestly one of the... He's, he's, he's got to be a legendary status at this point. I would think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, more information at phillies.com slash mummers, by the way. All right. Today's lesson question. The prize we are going to give away is a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl, which is Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. And the question this morning is, what game does Steve like to play in a cemetery? 
215-263. WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. What, what game does Steve like to play in cemeteries? 215-263. WMMR. Call now if you know. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presenting Candlebox coming September 4th. It's a Sunday. Tickets are on sale at LiveCasinoPhilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's going on, Steve? Well, M- Emily Ratajkowski turning heads wearing a very sheer mini dress during a walk around Brooklyn on Friday afternoon. The 31-year-old Ratajkowski says she's not an exhibitionist, but just enjoys letting vagrants see her vagina. Okay. Oh. Okay. Afro Man, who had a hit years ago with Because I Got High, had his house raided by law enforcement over the weekend. Afro Man believes the incident might have been precipitated by his latest release, Because I Deal Meth. Oh. And finally, 53-year-old Will Smith posting on social media for the first time since the 2022 Oscars incident. Smith posted a boomerang of him falcon-punching Liza Minnelli. Oh. <laughs> That's your All right, let's see if you do have an answer to the lesson question for today. Uh, what game does Steve like to play in cemeteries? And it is Brandon who we're going to go to. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Good morning, how you guys doing? Good, buddy. All right, so what game does Steve like to play in cemeteries? Pickleball. Pickleball. Yeah. That is correct, sir. Hang on. You just got yourself some tickets to go to the Philly Burger Brawl Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. Enjoy unlimited samples of burgers from over 60 of the area's leading restaurants and chefs, plus live music and activities all day long. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com, keyword burger, and the proceeds benefit both the Philly Parks and Rec at-risk teen initiative and the school district of Philadelphia's after-school programming. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Uh, And congratulations to our friends and family because they were just named SJ Magazine's Best Bridal Jewelry Store for 2022. Uh, Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey or online at familyjewelers.com. Chad Smith, Red Hot Chili Peppers' latest single, or he feels that the latest single from Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, called Tip of My Tongue, has a sound firmly planted in the band's past while breaking new ground for the future. That's what I thought. I love his description of it. He said, it's a familiar sound. To me, it's got a bunch of hooks in it, you know? And it's funk. It's got P-funk in it. I hear George Clinton. I hear some Hendrix-y kind of licks. And it's a nice gumbo, you know? And he said, I thought it would be a good one that would be the first one to come out from that record. And there's a lot of different things in there on that record. You know what I hear a little bit of? What? Pissing in the Rhine. Ah. Yeah. But he said, but yeah, that sounds like us, but the new. And I think that's cool, too. And by the way, it's going to be a Red Hot Chili Peppers weekend this weekend Uh here at WMMR. So details available at WMMR.com. But we'll be playing double shots every hour including Tip of My Tongue and a bunch of chance to win tickets for their outdoor summer concert September 3rd at the ballpark with the Strokes and Thundercat. So that is happening this weekend. Don't miss it here on MMR. Ozzy Osbourne has opened up about the songs on his upcoming album, Patient Number 9, saying that some may be controversial. Uh, He said that on his song, One of Those Days, he sings, One of Those Days That I Don't Believe in Jesus. 
And he told the magazine, uh, that's going to cause some S, I suppose. He said, it's not an I'm an Antichrist song. Uh, it's about those days when everything goes effing wrong and you're going nuts to try and fix everything up. He said he revealed that when Eric Clapton, who plays guitar on the track, first heard the line uh, and he was apprehensive. He said, oh, I'm not sure about that lyric. So we tried to replace it with some alternatives. We did one of those days where I don't believe in Christmas, but it didn't sound right. He said losing faith, losing faith in Jesus makes much more sense when the world is turning to S. Patient number nine is due out on September 9th, by the way. Sammy Hagar admits that with the passing of Eddie Van Halen, he feels uh, the pull from fans to perform Van Halen material. Uh, Hagar, who's currently on the road with The Circle, which features uh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen, uh, said that uh, the Van, quote, Van Hagar catalog is still very much in demand. He said, I'm shocked that no matter what Van Halen song we play, no matter how deep a cut, fans are reacting like it's a number one single. We can do Amsterdam. Uh, and they're singing along like it was a hit uh, on the radio all the time. And went on to say, when people love that music that much, and we're the guys who did it, and we're still around, then, yeah, we have a responsibility to play it for them. Regarding a possible Van Halen tribute concert on tour, or tour, uh, Hagar admitted that he was still on the fence, but he said, uh, listen, I'm just so happy with everything I'm doing now, I don't think I'd go back there. Maybe if Alex was interested... It might be something to talk about with him and Mikey and the superstar guitar player, but it's really not Van Halen without Eddie. So Hagar wrote... So I just don't know, he said. He wrote a number of those songs with them, right? I mean, he... He's, he wrote the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, Ed Ed wrote the music. Right. He wrote the lyrics. Yeah. And so, yeah, he has songwriting... Absolutely. ...on those. Those are his songs songwriting. as well. Yep. And then, finally, uh, Sir Elton John has given French diners a preview of Britney Spears' first new music since the conservatorship... Gosh, the French are so lucky. ...running her life was lifted uh, last year. year. Uh, Sir Elton has recorded a duet with her called Hold Me Closer, which will be released on Friday. Now, there's a cell phone video of it. I didn't have Marissa grab it because it's very, very poor. Uh, I do have the audio of another, I think it's the direct clip from the song itself. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It should be better. It should be. I don't see a reason for it. Tune her a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she's not, I don't think she's that great of a singer. No. I yeah. I always thought she was just kind of okay. Yeah. I uh, thought she was a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> she is both. Preston. She's actually oh, both. Okay. Yeah. Um, so no, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. Look at me. Now play Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Preston. Jinx. Oh, that was oh great. my God. Look at me. <laughs> Do that one again. I like the second one. Preston. Jane. Oh, that was oh great. My God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, Preston. Uh, so Elton couldn't resist sharing the track with the patrons of a restaurant in Cannes on Tuesday night. After I could have resisted. Approaching the restaurant's DJ, he sang along with the track streaming uh, the action on his Instagram page. Do me a favor and please stop playing that it's making me sick. Uh, wearing a colorful shirt and matching shorts, uh, Sir Elton, who had hip surgery last year, remained seated for the performance. 
Hold Me Closer is a mashup of Sir Elton's hits, The One and Tiny Dancer, together. And uh, Spears is singing the lyrics from both songs over a bouncy club beat. The original Tiny Dancer is, uh, you know, that's what I want to hear. Oh, about that's this. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he had a hit. He had another pseudo hit. I forgot who he had done this type of treatment right. uh, with before. So, you know, he's just... Keeping it love and life. Yep. Sitting in a French restaurant. All right, and that's what I got in music news. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second letter of the day for the word of the week, wrapping up the show when we return. So stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are coming to a close today. Very enjoyable program, if I don't say so myself. In-studio guest, on-the-phone guest, stuff to give away. And some spirited conversation. We have the Hooters play themselves out of their own song playing on the air. It was funny, because we were playing, uh, and we danced, right? Yeah. And, um... What does that mean, play it out? Play us out. I, I don't know what that means. No, no words on it. There's no words on it. And uh, I can't read it. There's no. There's no words on it. Rob and Eric were sitting here, and they were like, "We we can play along with this if you want." And so, at the, <laughs> at, as the song was getting ready to fade, I turned their microphones up, and they were playing along to the song. And so the the recording faded out, and their live version faded in. And it uh, was cool. It was nice. I would so, love to hear that transition again. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, so thank you to Eric Bazilian, Rob yeah, Heiner, hey. of the Hooters. Uh, they are performing on Friday in Quakertown, and then on Saturday in Cape May, and then November they're back. They'll be at the Keswick Theater, the fourth and fifth. Their fortieth anniversary tour is happening, so it was cool uh, to chat with them. And then right after that, we spoke to Rob McElhenney. Hey, always sunny in Philadelphia, and his show, uh, which is premiering tonight, it's a new one. Him and Ryan Reynolds. It's called Welcome to Wrexham, and it's a documentary, and it's really, really well done. It's Touching, it, it, you will be caught off guard by how touching and heartwarming it is. Yep, and it's about their uh, acquisition of the team in uh, Wrexham, Wales, and uh, they're, what they're going to go through to to rebuild it and yeah. all that stuff. So uh, it's very, very well done. So two really funny, nice guys. And if you want to try to get an idea of why the this 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 excitement over over football or European soccer. Uh, and why, you know, if you have some questions about the union or how things are done, it'll give you some really good insight. I learned a few things watching those first couple episodes. And also we announced the uh, next run of the presidency battle of the self-proclaimed experts. Yes. Uh, it's the Always Sunny edition. And uh, so Rob and company will be in Philly uh, for the Always Sunny podcast. There's two of those that are happening. And we have tickets uh, to give away and a VIP setup for the person who wins this contest for the September 19th show at the Met. So if you think you know more than anybody else about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, go to PrestonSteve.com, enter and tell us why, and then we will pick a winner from those submissions, two of them, 
And uh, next Thursday, two people come in here, and we run through a series of questions, find out who wins. I can only imagine the amount of minutia that can be generated oh. off this series. Yep. So, uh, in fact, we're going to find some experts that oh, can come yeah. up with the questions we for us. We need that. So, uh, nonetheless, it was a fun day today. Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. And good day. Nice to see you. Uh, great conversations. And uh, Rob and Eric, you guys were talking about the school um, spirit contest. Right. And Casey, I don't know if um, you got that pancake sent you over the little song they made for us. Um, but uh, we had a contest in 1984. Wow. Uh, and um, so think pre, if you're young enough. This may be impossible for you, but think uh, no cell phones, think no internet, think no texting. Students had to send in on three-by-five cards. We'd like the Hooters to play at our high school. We thought we'd get a couple thousand cards. We got over 26 million cards for this. 26 million. And there's a picture in our hallway of the Hooters uh, overcome with cards, boxes and boxes. The Postal Service grew to hate us. Uh, they were bringing bags, and we had to rent a warehouse space to put all the stuff in. That's the picture. Oh, that's uh, wild! And, oh, you're not uh, lying. You're not lying with that number, twenty six million. You're no, twenty six million <laughs> is what is what uh, they estimated. Oh my God. Someone on our staff estimated that it was that. Cl- I mean, uh, principals were calling us stop this contest. <laughs> uh, no, none of our students are doing their homework, uh, and to promote it, uh, Steve Lushbaugh started this, our great former uh, production director, uh, and w- they made a little song for us. And- 93.3 WMMR presents The Hooters for the School Spirit Concert. The Hooters are back and with the word to the wise. Send in your cards and you can win us guys. To play at your school, yeah, we'll do it for free. So write down our name. WMMR School Spirit Concert. Send it on a postcard. The school with the most spirit wins a free concert with the Hooters. Send it on a postcard. And the winning school gets a $1,000 grant for their school library. Send it on a postcard. Write 93.3 WMMR Hooters on cards or paper. Send it on a postcard. Entries must be at least 3 by 5 and delivered to us by December 3rd. Send it on a postcard. The school with the most entries wins the School Spirit Concert. Send it on a postcard. From your concert authority, 93.3. WMMR. That's Hanging great. on a heartbeat. Wow. Um, it was just it was uh, over. I mean, the station was so on fire. You know, we had ratings that uh, have never never been exceeded, even uh, in these lovely days that we live in now. In those days, and so so thousands and indeed millions of cards came in. Mm. Pretty wild, legendary. Yeah, very cool. By it's the a way, great we conversation. Have, we have audio of that transition uh, yeah. earlier that came. Never done that before. At all. That was cool. They're yeah. so talented. Yeah. They're so brilliant as musicians. These shows this weekend, Quakertown, 
uh, and uh, down at the shore are going to be great. And then the November shows at the Keswick, uh, which I will host, will be great, too. So um, thank you for having them on. Yeah. And uh, also for, um, you know, mentioning my extended speech <laughs> yet again yes. at the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I mean, I don't know how you could do an extend- extensive interview without bringing that up. Uh-huh. I wanted to... Um, uh, are we getting an award? I want. I do have an award right here, which came to me from the National Radio Hall of Fame. Huh. It's a plastic, <laughs> and uh, because I did not make the cut. Oh, um, oh no! No, I uh, of the twenty-four. So need not worry, National Radio Hall of Fame audience. Uh, I will not be there in October to accept the award. I did not win, but thank you for this beautiful effing plastic <laughs> cup. There's no way you're not getting in in short order. They probably didn't want to do two MMR yeah. personalities back to back. Well, so next year, no, not. Uh, but but you know the truth of the matter is, um, I'd much rather see Jerry Blavitt uh, in there. Sid yeah. Mar- the late Sid Mark was nominated twice and did not get in. You've been very vocal about Those that. Those two deserve yeah. it long before. You know, like I mean, older bands I think deserve it before newer bands in the in the Rock Hall of Fame. I think similarly, people who've been doing Doing it far longer than me deserve it before I do so. Um, but I do thank the <laughs> National Radio Hall of Fame for that beautiful plastic cup uh, made in China. I appreciate it, and I will value it beyond. I mean, the nomination means everything. It's on yeah. The floor. yeah. Peace and love. You're going to drink your coffee out of that for the rest of your life. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was waiting for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a new catchphrase. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know the letter of the day? Yes. I don't know. I do know that one. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter I, as in intelligent. All right, and we will give away a five hundred dollar Visa gift card from Marvel Studios She Hulk Attorney at Law on Friday. It stars Emmy Award winner. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, and the original series is now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Uh, what's happening on the program? Well, we will have uh, some cool workforce blocks. Rolling Stones, Rancid, and the great Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes wow. have been requested. Uh, so many wonderful songs that amazing yeah. band has. And uh, yet another pair of tickets for tonight's Mummer's Celebration with the Rockin' Reds and the Fabulous Phils. Boys in Blue sports up. I don't know. Who's going to take the damn field? They stop scratching their goddamn balls and stop spitting stuff out and get to playing. Play the ball instead of scratching your balls. For hell's sake, you got to put the uniform on. You got to get the cleats on and fight the goddamn fight and get out there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the phrase. We got to get shirts made. We have to get. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. With you all disgruntled looking. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Uh, oh, that was the end of it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm going to thank. <laughs> Good night. We're I'm going, going home now. Thank our sponsors. <laughs> that was uh, the whole show. <laughs> we got to get No, I'm done. I'm taking my plastic cup and Wrap I'm going home. Wrap it up. Take it away, pancake. The President Steve Show is brought to you by Duncan, and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. Uh, Acme, official grocery store of the President and Steve Show, and brought to you by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeeze tomorrow on our program. Uh, from NBC10, uh, Sheila Watko is stopping by, talking about uh, clearing the shelter. Yes, wonderful. And comedian Josh Potter will be on the program as well. We'll get in some other things, too. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye.
Looking for great pay and a supportive team? Ready to help deliver what matters? Join UPS and a seasonal job here could turn into a rewarding career. Right now, we're hiring warehouse workers, package delivery drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you. All positions offer competitive pay, and bonuses are offered for some roles. Shift your life. Shift your world. Shift to Team UPS today. Apply now at upsjobs.com shift. Make the shift. Make a difference.